Should be recording. Sweet. Hope to God it is. <laughs> we'll find out soon. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Nick Fawcett is my guest this week. I don't know how I'm going to release these, but at this moment, you're my guest. For the week. Yeah. Tight. Happy Memorial Day. Thanks for doing this. Yeah. No problem. Appreciate All I do is chill, so. Yeah, I appreciate having you on. Uh, so for a little background with me and Nick, uh, met a long time ago in a tournament where I could barely skate. I mean, I haven't come that far, but. Uh, and then you were still in the forest service th- at that point and I was on my way out Yeah. and now I'm back in and you're on your, and you're out. <laughs> yeah. Well, a couple of years I'll probably be back in too. Yeah. It just, it just gets you, man. But maybe. We'll yeah, see. If, if you go military though, it might be not a bad move to come back with the, you know, the vet. Yeah. I mean, we'll forever. see how it goes. Yeah. I was just looking at some jobs this morning and it's like, man, if I just would have served a little bit of time, man. Like, yeah. Well, I don't know. It's just something I thought I might want to do. Might want to try out. So it's only four or five years. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. And I mean, I don't know. You're from small towns, and it seems like a ton of people from small towns always seem end up, you know, going to the military. It's just a good option until you figure out what you want to do with yourself, and maybe that is what you want to do with yourself. I'm no expert because I never served. So yeah, I mean, every time I tell somebody that hey, I want to like join the military, they always try and give me some like advice or what they what they would have done stuff like that. But man, I didn't ask you, you know. Yeah. That's a like, good point, dude. Yeah, and it's like, you know, if a guy went in and served, like, I'll listen to you. But there's a lot of guys out there that don't really know, and they just want to tell me what they think. Well, yeah. I'm making my own decision. I'm going to do what I want. Yeah. So. Yeah, dude. I think that's a really good call because even, I mean, you probably experienced in any facet of life. You know, like when I first yeah. got into college, even my advisor was, like, trying to tell me what I want to do. And Well, even in college, you know, my counselor, too. It was like, I, especially in high school, I mean, I, I don't know what the heck I want to do in high school, man, yeah. let alone now even, man. I got yeah career ADD still, and I'm 35. Yeah, like high school kind of put a bad taste in my mouth about school in general. So after high school, I went, did one year of college. I was like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. So I went to Fire Academy and did Structure Academy. Oh, really? Yeah. Dude. Yeah, so... I guess if you want to go back that far. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so Durham, North Carolina. Durham's not actually a small town. It's pretty big. Oh, is it? Oh, see, yeah. I thought you were a small town guy. No, no. I'm a city boy from the East Coast. So Durham has 300,000 people, and Raleigh's right there. Oh, I've heard songs. It's close to a million people over there. So that's when you're telling me, like, yeah, I don't want you to take all your time driving. It's like, hey, man, in Durham, like, Across town takes you 45 minutes. Oh, really? So I was like, yeah, it's no big deal. Yeah, geez. But, I mean, yeah, less than, I mean, from the drive you just, just did now, from one town to another was probably less time than that. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, but grew up in Durham, went to high school in Durham, and did, like, Durham Tech Community College, and I hated it. It was so bad. Oh, yeah. And then I was kind of, my mom actually got me into fire, interestingly so- enough. I was just a chump when I was like 18 didn't know what I was doing just like living at the ice rink I had the best go to the ice rink I wish you had that I didn't even know that but yeah I was, I was just a chump dude I didn't know <laughs> yeah I was just total chump and then my mom was like you should go volunteer at the firehouse and see what what they do and I was like no and then like two three months later I'm just cruising by and I look at the Hope Valley Volunteer Fire Department, I was like, I'll go see what's up. I'll go take a look. Yeah. And I went in there and, like, asked about volunteering. They were like, well, 
the whole like Durham County was kind of transitioning from a lot of volunteer to paid for the county. So they're like, yeah, your best bet's to go to fire academy. And I just signed up and it was it was really cool. It was really sweet. Oh, nice. How, how long was the fire academy? Like a couple months or? <clears throat> the academy was six months and we got our EMT basic. Uh, we did firefighter one and two. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, technical rescue, which is like taking people out of cars and stuff like that. Oh, that was yeah. that was a lot of fun. It's yeah. probably my favorite part. Oh, that's cool. Um, I'm sure I'm missing something, but yeah, it was six months, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. kind of deal. Yeah. We like PT'd as a group and yeah, it was run. I mean, I want to say like military style, but I don't know what really military style is. I haven't been in the military. Yeah. But like, yeah, we had like uniform inspections and you know, we PT'd as a group, all kinds of like rigid, strict kind of rules and stuff, but it was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, met a lot of like really cool guys and i was the youngest guy there which i've been the youngest guy pretty much my entire life in fire yeah yeah like sam and i was the second youngest dude on the crew but um not a bad thing you get an experience at a younger age well at least my first year in sam and i was the second youngest but yeah yeah it was it was fun it was six months do, um, do, do they wash people or are you pretty much like once you're in the academy, you're kind of, we, we did what we started with 25, we ended with 19. Oh dang. Yeah. So it was like, if you fail EMT was the first thing we did because people fail EMT. And if yeah. you fail EMT, you know, they don't want to give you like all this fire stuff. And then you just suck at EMT. Like you kind of had to earn to do that. Yeah. EMT I, is tough. Yeah. I mean, it, it is. There's a lot of small things that you can miss. Yeah. And they're important. Um, but I don't want to say I cruised through it. I didn't. Like, I studied my ass off. Same. Um, yeah, but now, like, looking back, it's not that big a deal. You know, I think anyone can get their EMT and be good at it. I think so, too, man. I think just, like, people want it. Like, you kind of said, you know, I think most people in my MT course made it, but some were just getting it to be a ski bum. So I yeah. think they're just like not as serious about it where I was trying to, I was trying to go fire too, structure mm-hmm. fire. So, you know, I put a little more time in it, but I was, I was bombing quizzes, man. Cause it, my instructor <laughs> made the quizzes so hard that it's like, you know, you better study. And mm-hmm. I was like still working uh, mm-hmm. for the wildland world, you know, in, yeah. in, in the forest service. So yeah, I didn't know anything about wildland until after I finished the academy. Did, did you get placed after the academy or what, so, what was the process there? So the academy, it was run through Durham Tech, the community college that I was going to. And it wasn't like a deal where you do the fire academy and you get placed onto a city engine or a county engine or ladder truck or whatever. Um, there was five people that, let me re- rewind a little bit. Anyone that got hired by Durham or Durham County had to go to that fire academy that oh. was the city's fire academy but also you could pay your two thousand dollars and do the fire academy and get all the quals oh gotcha which one are you <laughs> i was not hired oh gotcha no i did the the test a couple times and i don't know how well i did but whatever yeah neither here nor there i'm kind of glad i didn't get picked up because chances are i'd still be there and i think my life is so much better out here yeah 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 totally you know i talked to a few folks who even like um, you know, this fella who I jumped with, who was a fire fireman in North Carolina, mm-hmm. and we were going through the academy or, um, not the academy, the consortium out here. And he, he kind of, I mean, he made it on the fire department out there, but kind of same deal. He wasn't, he was at least at the time, you know, I'm kind of speaking for him, which I don't yeah. want to do, but it seemed like he 
was not too upset about leaving. Like he was on a fire department, but it just didn't seem like the lifestyle for him. And yeah. He was gonna maybe do it again, but now he's uh now he's a pilot. Nice, he's out there killing. Yeah, he's, that's he's, so he's sick. A great dude. Yeah, yeah. Man, he's he's the one who first told me about the career ADD thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> yeah, we're we're at the loft of the jump base, and I was just like trying to figure out what I want to do. We were talking about going through the fire academy and the consortium and stuff, and mm-hmm. and he was like, oh man, you got career ADD like me. And I like paused for a second because at first I was like, what? No, nah, I don't. I know what I want to do. And I was like, now you're right, man. I have no idea what I want to do. Yeah, you know? yeah. The uh, the way I got in like Wildland, so. I went to visit my dad who was living in Arizona at the time and he's working in Globe. Oh, I don't Globe. know if you've ever been to Globe. No, I know where it sucks. It's like kind of like Globe Hotshots. So yeah. Kind of middle of nowhere. Kind of yeah. Like so I met this one guy and he was like the coolest guy I've ever met, dude. He, my, so my dad, he was building a hospital in Globe, living in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And I went to go visit him for a while. He was like, yeah, like you want to do a ride along? And I was like, fuck yeah, dude. I want to do that. It sounds so cool. And I met this one Wildland guy and, oh man, he was, he was cool. He was like, we just like drove up to his house and he was working on like old cars, this big oh, long beard, dude. just like listening to reggae. Yeah. And I was like, man, I want that. That looks cool. Oh, dude. And he told me like, do this, do this, do this, do this. And you're on. And I was like, okay, I did that, 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 that. Yeah. And like, like my first year I put in applications for everywhere everywhere and then the first place that called me was prairie city oregon so i went there for my first year on an engine where is that in oregon is that like east oh man i don't even know where to... it's like right in the middle or right in the middle. i would say maybe it's east yeah kind of flat kind of no 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 there's i don't remember the name of the mountain range blue something oh i don't know there was strawberry mountain was like the cool spot oh it's nice. like an old volcano oh really allegedly i'm not oh no expert yeah no but. dude I, I just, yeah i don't even know my geography as you can tell like I'm, yeah like it's killing me that i don't know where that is because i've worked a little bit in region six but... yeah I, you know where john day is oh yeah yeah, yeah. it's right there next to john day oh gotcha. it's like 15 minutes east of john day i yeah. should have led with that yeah but yeah the only well the only reason why i know is like the john day repellers right yeah 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 so I, I know like where places are because of that yeah and that's how that's how i learned about repelling um it's also how i learned about missoula oh really so my captain was like a long timer out here on the Lolo oh. and he like nonstop was talking about how sick Missoula was. Um, like he was no hockey player, but he also told me that the hockey was really cool out here too. Yeah. So that which peaks. I wanna, yeah. Which I want to ask you about here in May, but we'll, we'll peaks my saying. interest. Yeah, like I'm, yeah. I'm going to check it out. Um, after that season, it's kind of funny. I went down to Vegas. Uh, my dad was now working in Vegas. So I went and bummed around his apartment for a little while got a job working for the golden knights they oh, were like yeah they'd just been stood up as a team dude yeah it was like sharpening skates i have a couple funny stories about the knights coming in to say what's up but anyways super cool was that a brand new facility too yeah so i wasn't working like at t-mobile arena or nothing oh, it was it was like their practice facility and i was like sharpening skates yeah it was just hanging out still pretty cool but they were also the two ladies uh that worked there were from here Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. So uh, Bill Foley, I guess, who owns the Knights. Oh. He's got like a winery or something in Whitefish. Oh, Whitefish? Oh. Yeah. So the two ladies were from here. Oh, cool. And they were nonstop talking about Missoula as well. So I was like, I really got to check this place out now. Um, put in some applications, did the phone calls or whatever. And then I actually flew from North Carolina to here to go and interview with the districts. Oh, nice. Um, and then me and Benji... 
Yeah. yeah. The man. <laughs> I don't know if you've had him on yet or not, but no, I'm sure you will be eventually. Yeah, I'm definitely planning on it. Like, when I first yeah. talked about the idea, he was he was game. So just, yeah, he's he's, so, you know how busy he is. So. Yeah, he's busy, and he's also a really, really fun guy, yeah. really cool guy. Oh, he's awesome. But me and him just, like, I guess connected better than me and all the other guys. Uh, one, like, over hockey. That's pretty much all we talked about yeah. during my interview. Yeah, well, it shows you're a team player. Yeah, I mean, it was – yeah, he was just, like, such a cool guy, and the area was my favorite of the five. Oh, dude, yeah, Nine Mile. Yeah. Man, beautiful it, out there. They told me, like, what they do, what they're about, and I was all about it, so I applied. Oh, cool. They, I was here for a week, um, and, like, as I was getting ready to leave, like, go to the airport, I get a call from Benji, and he's saying, like, hey, man, like, we're going to pick you up if you end up like getting on our list. I was like, Oh sweet. That yeah. sounds so cool. Hung up with him. And then I got a call like right after that, I had gotten a GS4 on the Tonto Oh, cool. down in Arizona. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, what do I do? Oh, pickle. Yeah. Cause you'd be close to your dad and Arizona's well, cool. Yeah. But it was also like, Oh, your dad's in Vegas at this point. Sorry. Well, he still had a house in Phoenix, but like yeah. if I mess up my application, which is incredibly easy to do, Dude, so easy. I don't make it on the list, and then I don't have a job. Yeah. So I was like, I don't know, I don't know how to navigate this. So yeah. I called Benji right back. He was like, "Take the job, and then if we can offer you a job, we will." And then you're gonna have to call them back and turn them down. I was like, "Okay, yeah. like that sounds kind of scummy, but I'm about it." Yeah. I well, mean, well, before and before you know how the Forest Service works, and and probably yeah. like BLM and state probably kind of the same deal. It's like they know he's shotgunning it out there. So yeah, like, hey man, you know if we can get you, we'd be stoked. Especially being a post athlete, you know, like or still mm-hmm. an athlete, like that. That's where he shows that you're probably fit enough for the position. You know, and that's yeah. that's huge right there. And then, but they don't, man. You're you're shopping around, and but I was the same way. Even like my first five years, I think I was still like if I applied somewhere and I just turned it down, I just felt like a dirt bag. I was like, oh, yeah, man. it was. Yeah, I mean, I was stressed out there for a little bit, but it all worked out. Like, Benji called me, like, February 20th or something. Oh, yeah. Like, right when the, when the names came out. And, yeah, I might not be remembering this correctly, but I want to keep it as my memory, you know? Yeah, totally, that dude. Benji was like, hey, man, you can, like, pretty much choose where you want to go. Maybe it wasn't like that, but at least I like to think, in my own head, I like to think that... I was like a hot commodity. They wanted me on their crew. Yeah. I was like, yeah, man, I'd rather go work at Nine Mile with you guys. So take my talents to South Houston, go work at Nine Mile. Yeah, yeah. No, I'd keep it that way too, man. Makes, yeah. You know, makes for a good sense. Yeah, too. yeah. <laughs> at least I like think so. Yeah. Whether it was like that or not is irrelevant to me. No, I know. Well, like when I got picked up for smoke jumping, kind of same deal. I was like, yeah. oh, man. Yeah. I mean, but I kind of knew that everyone had been hired but me so like I think I was the last hire but so I kind of knew that going in but I still felt pretty good about myself mm-hmm. and then like when I got there they kind of talked it like I was the last person hired in the whole smoke jump world in 2013 so I was like yeah okay <laughs> hey you were in it though you did it yeah yeah whatever got me in what so you're at nine mile for one year right yeah just one year I got a funny story about my my first day or oh, my yeah. first week at nine mile oh hit me with it <laughs> and it's gonna happen to everybody maybe not exact. Not exactly this, but everyone will have somewhat something similar. It was like the first or second week, and we were doing it like a pres- or we we were prepping for a prescribed burn. Mm-hmm. And I'm like going to the truck for something. I don't remember what. 
doesn't matter. No. But I get to the truck, like I open up the back, there's the, the gate on the back. And then we had these like racks that you could pull out. At least I think you could pull them out. Um, that were like built into the back of the truck. Oh, I guess you're, yeah. And, like put whatever back or grab whatever. And I close the truck. I'm going to close the, the top gate. And I just let it fall under like its own weight. And the back glass just smashes everywhere. I was like, yo, are you, I'm fucking fired. Day one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, it was like super early. It's like, jeez, man. I'm like, what do I do? Oh, and like, man. it was the first time I ever, my first year in fire, I didn't have a radio. So it was the first time I was on the radio. The first thing I ever said on the radio was like, can someone else come down to the truck, please? Uh, what's wrong? Um, I didn't want to say it on the radio. Can yeah. someone just come to the truck? That's they get down there. It's like, oh, dude, what did you just do? It's like, I'm an idiot. My bad. Yeah. It's like, oh man, I cringed about that for weeks. But yeah, I mean, like, it could have just been one of those things, dude. I mean, yeah. You know, how beat up those things get. Like, it was just like yeah. One so slide it's like the, the rack doesn't slide out. I thought it did, you know, uh-huh. and like it just tapped the corner just just right and smashed the whole back glass. It's like, oh no. Oh son of a. Oh man, I think my sound was a little off. It sounds a little better now, huh? Oh, yeah, I can hear you better. Damn it. Yeah. How it yeah, goes. Happens, whatever. Yeah. Not as bad as smashing the glass. Yeah. So, so the, <laughs> the rack so the rack doesn't actually come out, you said? Oh, like it had some parts that slid out and some parts that didn't, and they were kind of heavy. So, that, like, I, I don't know, man. All I know is I smashed the glass on, like, my third day. Oh, dude, that's tough. Did, yeah. What did they say? Were they like, hey? Yeah, there was the one chick. She came down and was telling me, like, how this one time she, like, hit a water pole or something like just a spigot out in the oh. middle of the woods she like grinded it and ripped the whole side of the truck up made me feel a little better yeah i was like okay well i mean like i hadn't done enough to like have really seriously kind of messed up before yeah. in fire so yeah. like i thought it was a big deal it wasn't that big of a deal oh that's good man yeah like well i've everyone has that same reaction i think like anytime anything happens even if you've been in fire for a while you're like ah oh, yeah. dude i just wrecked something and you're like oh. yes yeah, like, oh man i'm better than that yeah come that, on yeah i think it's more of a pride thing you yeah. know like it sucks you know it comes out of the budget a little bit if you break something but yeah you know, everyone's just like but i mean everyone i think has the same reaction as you would like oh. all right man well everything's yeah, my, my ego right. is definitely bruised yeah and then that's why you left to to go repel <laughs> <laughs> not exactly Oh, yeah, I just wondered. Man, I think uh, I think this mic is the one that I did with the last podcast, and mm-hmm. that's why, like, I think you really got to be just eating Super this thing. Super sensitive to that. Yeah, because, mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, to me, it looks like I'm, like, right on this thing. Mm-hmm. But you, I can hear you fine, and you're yeah. a little bit farther away. Sweet. Right on. I yeah. have that booming voice. That's, yeah, that's true. Your voice carries a little bit. I think it might just be this mic, though. Like, maybe, I don't know, who knows, maybe it's just this wire, too. But... So you just full season there? And yeah, yeah, it was a lot of time. fun. Like, yeah, I got lots of time. Like, on the saw, I cut like three trees for my A. Oh yeah, my first year, and that was it. That's all you. Yeah, that's all I had done. Oh, like so. Then when I go to nine mother, like, yeah, you're gonna be like a restricted B, and I was like, oh fuck yeah, that sounds yeah, so dude. cool. And like, it was just so we could be like unsupervised while we were thinning, and it wasn't anything serious. Yeah. But, also, yeah, I got a chance to like tip over some bigger trees. Like we're, I say bigger, but they were tiny, you know. Yeah. But some little pickles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I like got time on the saw, and I was doing this advanced EMT class online, and 
like I had known about repelling from my first year because the John Day repellers were right there. Yeah, yeah. Or the Malheur repellers. Um, and like I had also like learned about short haul and was like, that sounds kind of cool. Um, so like I applied to a bunch of helicopter crews like short haul and repel. Yeah. And the repel base like gave me a call and was like, yeah, man, like we'd like to have you. And I was like, oh, sweet. Here I go. Dude, sorry, nine mile mount. Yeah, man. Yeah, and it was I, it was a lot of fun. It was really cool down in Salmon. Yeah, I don't blame you there because like I remember I didn't really know repellers when I first got in, mm-hmm. and uh, I started back in 2008, and mm-hmm. I just didn't know anything at all. Like I was just looking for a job that I could do going to school mm-hmm. and not have to worry about applying back to a job every year because I'd done construction, I moved some houses, I did just like heavy equipment, so I was like a jack of trades but a bad jack of trades like i was not you know like he's like jack of many trades but expert of none or something like that yeah. the saying goes i mean i butchered that but it was you know i was like barely even a jack of trades like i could i could run equipment but not well mm-hmm. you know so like i wasn't like sought after when i left a job site they weren't like god i hope he applies back next year they're just like we need someone to run a skid steer or move a haul truck you know that guy <laughs> yeah. can do it kind of deal you know mm-hmm. so i got tired of like trying to get work every summer so one of my friends was like hey man we got an opening on the forest service so I ended up doing that, and then um, my first big fire ever, like, I, I was told to go, like, help do the structure protection around this little cabin, and I didn't have a radio because I was, you know, first-year guy, yeah. and I just got my head down digging, you know, trying to do a really good job because I want to prove my worth, and all of a sudden I started hearing this music, and I'm like, what in the hell is that sound? And I hope I didn't tell this story before on the podcast, but either way. So <laughs> I started hearing this music, and it get, it's getting louder and getting closer, and there's just, like, a small group of repellers that just showed up out of nowhere, all wearing these silver aviators, like the super mirror chrome, <laughs> and just, like, looking awesome, like, just, like... Hell, yeah. So, yeah, they all, like, all the crew pants, like, gear, you know, those big, like, kind of, you know, darker green pants, yeah. and just look like they... I think they had patches, too. They're the Gallatin repellers. Shirts untucked. Yeah, yeah, totally just looking chill, <laughs> and I'm, I'm in my bright yellow, yeah. you know, and brand new pants. Like, I mean, I'm looking just new as can be, you know, mm-hmm. and, and they're just jamming some music and they come over and say, hey, and then like, as they're like talking to me, they get a call because they have to go back to their yeah. ship because they're like, hey, man, we need you guys eye ready because there's a storm coming. Mm-hmm. And, and all of a sudden they took off. I'm like, that's, whoa, that's super cool. Like, I know I'm like, I'm new, but I know I'm going to be stuck in this huge fire until it's out yeah. because it's on our district. So I'm like, but I'm okay with it, you know, but, if, but then I saw like, man, these guys are getting on the IA action and they can just leave. Like, yeah, man, that is super cool. You know, I was blown away. So, like, at first, that, that was the mission, man. I was like, I need to go repel. And then, you know, life goes. And mm-hmm. Well, I've, shit, jumping school, too. Yeah. Jumping super rat. Yeah, I kind of worked out pretty good that way. But, I, yeah. man, when I first started, I wanted to do everything, man. I wanted mm-hmm. to repel, hot shot, and jump. But yeah. Well, I got so, many, so, many, uh, so much time. And, you yeah. Know? Yeah, well, repelling was, like, super, super cool. And, like, salmon, like, it's just super intense. Like all the guys are just so much better than me at almost every single capacity of fire. Oh really? Yeah, dude. Dang, man. Like my first year there, like I showed up like thinking I was gonna be cool, you know? Total chump. Yeah. Total chump. I heard. Yeah, I heard they're pretty heavy, man. Because like yeah. they get a lot of dudes that go jump or just folks that mm-hmm. go jump off of salmon, you know? Yeah. And like they're usually like fine like they're not usually struggling when it comes to rookie training because i think they're already you know been through a little bit little yeah bit of version of it you know yeah and like i totally bought in like we've heard it a handful of times you know like salmon was the premier place to repel it still is in my mind well i mean i don't really know any different i haven't experienced a whole lot of other crews but yeah like i bought into that like this is it this is the big time kind of thing um 
And, and and that's the way it should be, right? Like you want your program to say they're the best. So yeah. That, you know, you think they're the best. You're like, man, we're we're doing it better than anybody. Even you know, even if you're not, it's still like you're bought the program and you you have that belief and it makes a stronger program, I think. Yeah, and it was it was run by, you know, the three guys at the top were just super dialed in. They were super passionate about the program and I really bought into everything they had to say. They were super good like leaders and and it was it was a great time. Like I learned a lot and I grew a lot at Sam. And so dude, I'm that's super uh, fortunate for my time. It was so important. It dude. was hard. Yeah, it was hard for me to say like, "Hey, I'm not going to come back this year." Yeah, but I mean, you had yeah. some good fortune and uh, yeah. good reason. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, it's just the way things shaped out. Like I would love to go back eventually at some point. Yeah, maybe when I'm less of a chump. You nah. gotta be a chump before you can be a stud. So yeah. oh, I'm yeah. on my way. Yeah, exactly, man. Uh, dude, I'm not gonna say it, but there's a line off. Of, uh, I can't even think of the movie, so it's probably fine. Uh, <laughs> what was that one with uh, the football player? Um, geez, man. Rudy? No, no, it was a fire movie in uh, oh. Howie Long. I haven't seen a whole lot of fire movies. I watched I, Firestorm for the first time not that was too long, long ago. Firestorm. Firestorm. Yeah, oh, I think that one's got Howie Long in it. Right, they're jumping with Pulaski's on their yeah. hips. Yeah. Oh. I know you're. I know what you're thinking. Yeah, I'm not gonna say it either. No, I don't want to say it's it. Maybe no. cringe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't want to say it. Now. I was gonna say it, but yeah, but yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, and if uh, for people who don't know, it's it's easy to find out. Yeah, Firestorm, uh, incredible movie. Yeah, incredible movie. It is. It's pretty spot on too. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's a good watch though, man. Like I. You know, it's like it's like those good cheesy movies. You yeah, know? like um, that uh, Angelina Jolie movie. Did you see that one? Which one? The new one? The new one, yeah. Oh, I haven't seen that. Yeah, I saw I saw like ads on YouTube. Yes, yeah, that's, that's all I saw too. And, and and then the ads made me laugh, so I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. kind of excited to go watch it. Oh, me too, dude. I gotta go see it because I don't want to say too much about it, but like I think it's just gonna be like kind of a good cheesy fire yeah. movie, you know? Yeah. I don't. I think fire is gonna play a lot less of a role in that movie than we expect. I think so too. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. It looked it looked kind of similar to Firestorm mm -hmm. in it too. So I, I think I saw a clip where like the bad guys are lighting some fires mm -hmm. and. Yeah, Firestorm, my favorite part in that movie is, like, they're, like, right at the start when they're digging line, the guy tips a green tree into the fire. Oh, yeah. Like, nice, dude. Oh, nice. yeah. Yeah, it's like, that's... You yeah. get reamed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, dude, people be pissed. <laughs> you get reamed. Oh, dude. But it made it look so much more heroes, you know, like, oh, yeah. status in any wildland stuff. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know, maybe in California, you're getting people out of houses, but I don't... I've never been on a fire where you're, like, jumping through someone's window, you know? <laughs> Avoiding yeah. the flame front. Yeah, they're, like... No hard hat, no tools or nothing, just crushing it. Yeah, I think, yeah. I mean, I guess when you're probably in that awesome shape, you don't need it, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't need a hard hat. You just dodge everything. Exactly, man. You got, like, that sixth sense. Yeah. But yeah like, a lot of, like, hockey movies are like that, too. Yeah, yeah, totally. Where they're, like, totally cringy. Yeah. Even, uh, like, Mystery Alaska, like, I really like that movie, but yeah. it's, you know, you've seen Mystery Alaska, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a... Little, little see them all, dude. Oh yeah, all the hockey. My yeah. uncle was in a hockey movie. Was he really? What, yeah, what you hockey seen movie? Youngblood. Youngblood. No, what's that one? It's an old movie with like a, like just a stacked cast. Like oh, Keanu Reeves is the goalie. Oh, Patrick Swayze, I think, was in there. Rob dude. Lowe, and really? then my uncle, who's not even close to as famous. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, is your, is your uncle kind of famous movie. though? Say again. Is your uncle kind of famous though? No. Oh, not at all. <laughs> was he just a hockey player that? Got cast in there or something? Yeah, he, like, had a pretty, I guess, central role to, like, the movie, but 
I don't know what happened. I have to ask him. Yeah. Bring him on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm game for it. Yeah, I'll bring yeah. anybody on. Young Blood. It's it's a classic. Dude. As cool. far as hockey movies go, that's that's the one for me. Yeah, let's check it out. When I, when I hear hockey movies, my brain goes to Mighty Ducks and the Goon. Oh, Goon. Dude, yeah, I hate Goon so much. It's it's, it's pretty rough, man. Oh man. Especially like it's kind of like an emotional movie. Oh, yeah. and then uh, actually my favorite hockey movie, uh, just by talking about Goon, um, it's old. It's like from the seventies. Um, Which one? Slapshot. Slapshot. Yep, Hell that's yeah. the one, dude. That's my favorite, man. That's a lot of people's favorite. Yeah, it's it's pretty rough. I don't know, like by today's standards, if you could really recreate something like that, but no, not even close. Yeah, to close. was it Paul Newman is the main dude in that? I think, right? I have no idea. Yeah, I think that's the main guy. But it's it's cool. Just like rough, kind of like beer league semi pro hockey kind of. Yeah, thing. yeah. It's. I see a lot of, like, Chiefs jerseys, which was the, the team in the movie. Yeah, yeah, I remember, yeah. Yeah, like, that's that's a top-tier hockey movie. Yeah, definitely. If, if I was to have to list them, it would be Youngblood on top. Slapshot would be a close second. Probably probably Mighty Ducks, all three. Yeah. yeah there might be more. That's true. This, they look like they're doing a new one with the Yeah, I was, like, saw some Letter Kenny. thing on, like, Netflix. <sighs> Don't even get me started on Letter Kenny. I'm yeah. not a fan of Letter no Kenny. Fan. Oh, I'm a big fan. Dude, <sighs> man. Which is like, so Letter Kenny, it's like kind of embarrassing. We were watching Sam at like at the house. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh man, like I used to say some of that stuff. Yeah, it was like super weird and cringy and uh, like. That's why I can relate. Classic fourteen year old swag kind yeah. of thing. Ugh. Oh, you talk about the hockey part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I Sometimes think, it's funny. Yeah, I've got some some good lines off it that I'll whip out once in a while, but. Oh yeah. Oh man, I can't watch the show. Yeah, I can see that though. Like, I'm, it's a good show. Yeah, I just can't watch it. I'm horrible at hockey, so I mean, like for me, I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> you know. Well, yeah, it's like some parts of the show are are funny, and some of them it's it's like a little over the top for me. Oh yeah, a little bit. They just dial it back like two notches, and we're good. Yeah, it'd be a good show. I kind of see a little bit. See, for me, like growing up in like the '90s, mm. you know, like. Chris Farley and kind of some yeah. of those over the top kind of comedies. I think that's yeah. why it's like, like perfect for me. But yeah, yeah I'm, I'm old though, man. Like, what? How old are you? Twenty five. Twenty five. Yeah. yeah. So I got you, I got you by ten years, man. I'm thirty five. This is gonna be the first year that I haven't got hazard pay on my birthday. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, my birthday's right in the middle of August. Yeah. So, like, right in the middle of fire season, you know. Yeah. Oh, totally. So I've always gotten hazard pay one way or another, whether it was like doing a, like a proficiency repel or actually doing it live yeah yeah i think uh last fourth of july was the first time i never i hadn't worked on on the fourth of july hmm. which was kind of weird you know like i don't i wouldn't always be on a fire but i would definitely be working usually and probably in a parade you know yeah. so i got blown up on the fourth of july once in nogales arizona what yeah so <laughs> How did that i was on the engine at nine mile um and we were like doing engine rotations down there mm-hmm. which nogales is so much fun. I love Nogales. I've never been. It's so sick. It's like half the town is in the United States. The other half is across the border to oh, Mexico. It's that south, huh? Jeez. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so we were right there on the border. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they were doing this 4th of July like fireworks show on top of this super grassy, dry grass hill. So we were there to like catch any smokes that pop up from uh, like fireworks coming down. Oh, gotcha. And with a good view, though, right? Oh, yeah, it was yeah. sick. So, we're like just kind of cruising around, like where they're doing this fireworks show. 
and I guess I like got disoriented. I wasn't totally sure where I was. And I was standing right next to this fence and then like the big 28 millimeter tube like oh, pops yeah, off. Like the big cannon thing. Yeah, the the big one, you know? And it damn near knocked me on my ass. My my ears were ringing. It was so loud. Oh, oh dude, I got blown up on the 4th of July. I was like, I better get hazard. I haven't seen a fire yet, but I better get hazard pay for this. Yeah. I didn't. Oh. I was really upset. But whatever. Yeah. Oh, dude, were your ears ringing for a little bit after? For a little while, dude. I it bet, was, man. It, yeah, like, I was standing right probably within five feet of the thing. I didn't realize it was there. It was dark, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I didn't think. Cracked off. It was like, oh. Dude, I was totally picturing that during the day. I'm like, how could you not? But then, like you said, it's a night. Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> yeah. It was pitch. There's no moon. Oh, it's yeah. It's kind of, it wasn't cloudy. It was Arizona. There's no clouds in Arizona. Yeah, rare, rarely, right? I mean, I spent <laughs> a couple winters there, and, like, it was, like, only time it, it was cloudy is when it rained. You yeah. Know? Monsoon time. But yeah. Yeah, man, it was like clear sky. There was no moon. And it was like pitch black where I was. I was like walking through brush and stuff, so I wasn't looking like my situational awareness was way down. The old essay. And then it cracked off. It's like ah, <laughs> yeah. stop! Like get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Feel the concussion a little bit in your chest. Oh dude. yeah, it was it was a lot more than I was expecting that night. Oh, and then we dude. didn't even get hazard pay. I was really bummed. Yeah, I bet no fires, huh? Well, we got fires like the next day. They actually. This oh, that's is what, good. This is what kind of like stirs me up a little bit. So there were a couple like little spots that caught. Yeah. They didn't get very big, like three by three, five by five. But we like swatted them out. Mm-hmm. And then like the next day they told us we weren't getting hazard pay. What? Like they yeah, t- like even I, though you guys were fighting fire? I don't know. Yeah, I, that's a weird deal, man. At least that's what I remember. I could be I could be way wrong. Yeah, well, you know, stuff like that happens. I'm so. pretty sure we didn't get hazard pay, and I was really upset about it. Yeah, that's tough, man. But what? whatever. Yeah, it's just, yeah, I'm kind of with you. It's one of those deals where it's like, yeah. you're getting holiday pay, but it's like, man. Yeah, it's like in Nogales, like, you, I can't complain. Like, PT was like softball or like ultimate frisbee. Oh, Every awesome. day, dude. It was so sweet. That is amazing. And like at Nine Mile, PT is thinning, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, like we got a lot of work to do. We got to go do it. Dude, a lot of places lie like that too, Yeah, man. It's like, oh, you're getting fit while you're on sauce. Yeah. So. Oh. And then it was like just two weeks, ultimate frisbee and softball and oh, volleyball awesome. with like against the city guys. It was so much fun. That's really cool, man. Yeah. That's such team building too, dude. Like, yeah. We did that in Silver City when I was down there back in the day, and it was, it was great. Like, there mm. was so many severity resources, and they didn't want to get them too far from yeah. Silver. So, like, what are, you gonna, what are we going to do? Like, just sit at the base and stare at each other? So, started playing, like, having a little bit longer PT sessions and playing, like, mm-hmm. little mini kind of softball tournaments. Yeah. And, oh, it was a blast, man. Yeah, those guys in Nogales, too. Like, when they do PT, like, at the base, they, they PT pretty good. Oh, yeah. And, uh, a lot of horseshoes. Oh, really? Yeah, like end of the day, like shifts over, horseshoe tourney. Let's oh, you got in, it. man. It was so much fun. That's it was awesome. so cool. It was so cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm always getting for some horseshoes or like, you know, bags, cornhole. <laughs> bags. <laughs> yeah. I was like trying to do the PC version, but I was like, ah, everyone knows what that is. Yeah, everyone knows cornhole, what cornhole is. is. Yeah, it makes, makes it easier. Yeah, dude, it was, it was fun. We went there twice, so it's like we got to – you know, kind of know the guys and like be friends with them and then go back another time. It's like seeing all your bros again. Yeah. Super cool. It was tight. Yeah. I only had that once with, uh, those rotating resources Mm -hmm. and it was in, uh, billings with the BLM and we, you know, it was 
not as probably not as fun, but it's still like like you said, you got to know everybody well yeah. enough to where it was like really cool. It was like seeing old buddies. You're like, yeah, I'm back. You know, yeah. Yeah, and there was there was one guy down there. I don't know what ever happened to him, but he wanted to, cause like Nine Mile always goes to Nogales. Yeah, at least that's what I think. Like yeah, they've been there the year before and the year before that. Yeah. And there was one guy down there that was like just super stoked about trying to get a job up here somewhere. Oh really? Yeah, and like, I mean, we all knew him because he had been in Nogales and we'd all been in Nogales. Yeah. But I don't know what ever happened to him. I had dipped out of there. Yeah, I wonder like. Yeah, it seems like most time, especially down there, they mm. they don't really want to come up here because winter and cold. Yeah. But yeah, I don't really know anyone off the top of my head. I mean, there was a one of my friends who was off the pace in Hot Shots, but that's kind of northern Arizona where it's winter and yeah, I don't even know where Payson is. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna give a really rough uh, idea of where it is. Man, we need like a map. That's what I, for that's this what show. You need in the yeah, dude. Map. So you're like. So here's Flagstaff, and then he, yeah. but uh, yeah, so Flagstaff is kind of like um, northwest of Payson, I think. So if you're going from like Phoenix to to Flagstaff, mm-hmm. at some point it's gonna be like right off your right door, like to the east of the highway. I'm mm. pretty sure. I've never been there. I just uh, seen it on the map. But I don't think I've been there either. Supposed to be a pretty badass crew. The uh, yeah, Payson that's Hot Shots. What I've heard. We had a couple guys that I worked with before that were on Payson, and they were they were. They were good dudes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this uh, this fellow Joe Barons, he's still a really good buddy, but he was an, a savage and like yeah. just an animal. And I'm, you know, running college track and during my first few years, so like a little bit of a chip on my shoulder. He shows up, I'm like, oh, hot shot, he looks fit. Yeah, we'll see what see how it goes. It just crushed me, dude. Just yeah, yeah. killed me. Yeah, uh, he's an animal. Were you, ne- ever, were you ever a hot shot? Never did, man. I was same. Yeah, I was applying before I went to go jump, mm. and um, it was a weird year in 2013 because like for some reason. I think all the hotshots had hired super early, or maybe they just had the mm-hmm. roster done. I don't remember how it was, but, like, everyone I was calling, like, didn't have any open, open positions. Huh. And um, and so I was, like, working my way out of Region 1 to yeah. call folks because I just applied everywhere that I thought would be kind of cool. And then, um, yeah, so then I just got picked up by NCSB, so North, North Cascade Smoke Jump Base. If you had to pick a shot crew to work Ooh. on, which one would you pick? Oh, man. I don't know. It's kind of tough because, like, now that I'm older and been in fire long enough, it seems like I know more of the soups. Yeah. So, like, you know, Fred Thompson out of uh, Helena, you know, great dude. Mm-hmm. He'd be great to work for. And, you know, and then my, my buddy uh, Palermo is a squatty, Charlie Palermo. And so it'd be cool to work for him, too. And then uh, I think Lewis and Clark would be pretty cool, except for it'd be tough living in Great Falls. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't want to live in Great Falls. Yeah, it's just. I've a, been there a couple times. I'm not a huge fan of Great Falls. Yeah, it's a rough town, man. Like, it's just, it's you know, and it's not so, I think what makes it worse is that you have, like, Missoula and, you know, like, Flathead or up in Hungry Horse, yeah. you know, like, all these beautiful spots, and then you have Great Falls. I was going to say, dude, like, living right here at Missoula and no love for Lolo shots, dude. No, no, they're on my, they're definitely on my top, so it's, like, Lolo and Helena because of Five, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah. I know Five really well, like, we played hockey together and stuff, and yeah. he gave me a sweatshirt, really appreciate it. yeah. He's great, dude. He's great. Yeah, it wasn't Lolo. It was a uh, jumper sweatshirt. He's like, I'm not wearing this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I get it. <laughs> but, yeah, he jumped for a little while, too. So Yeah, I, if I had to choose a shot crew, it would be Lolo for sure. Yeah, I think yeah, I think it would be, especially, like, location. You know, yeah. I, I live here in the Bedroot, so, like, right down the road. And yeah, I mean, I'm, like, not super tight with any of the hotshot guys, but I know of them, and they know of me, or at least a handful of them do. Yeah. Like, Rogue. Yeah. We play hockey against each other all winter long yeah totally man so 
Yeah, and like, you know, Jeff was on Bitterroot, you know, he's a great dude too. And and then uh, I know Kosovich off Bitterroot and then Jay, you know, we work, he works with Steve I all the time. And if yeah. we're doing a prescribed fire, Bitterroot comes up and, and uh, you know, I think last burn, I got to hang out with Cash and be like, yeah. he's kind of fuel mule. I met him once and he was cool. Yeah, he's awesome, dude. So Someone told like, me, like I had heard a bunch of stuff about him. I was like, huh, this guy sounds like rad. Yeah. And then he came by, we were on this one fire and he just like came by with this bag full of cookies. Oh, really? I don't know if it's like his mom made him or something, and he just like, he was handing out cookies. We're like, oh, man, hmm. this guy is That's awesome. This guy's sick. Yeah, yeah, he's amazing. But now yeah. I'm like, he didn't give me any cookies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe next time. But maybe next time. Yeah, like it was kind of cool because I was like, I was like stoked because they were they were still burning and mm-hmm. like every, we were doing two burns and I just like happened to show up and I was yeah. kind of late and I was on the UTV so feeling kind of lazy so i'm trying to like bust hump, you know bust my hump for these guys yeah and it's cash and just a, a group of you know like a small squad mm-hmm. and uh and he comes over and he like helps me load a bunch of stuff in the utv to start ferrying it for him and uh, i didn't realize it was him because i hadn't seen him like it, i've only seen him outside of fire like not like with his fire stuff on yeah and he's like i was like hey man i'm luke you know luke barrett so if you need to hit me on the radio barrett or luke whatever man I, i'll answer anything and he's like all right well you know cash you know gibbons and i was like oh man like I kind of like the fire was all around and yeah. he like kind of glowed for a second. I was like, I've heard a lot about you, man. <laughs> you know, like it's all like, of it true. Yeah, exactly. Dude. Yeah, yeah, it was super cool. And like, like I slowed down the burn for a hot second just to like take him in. I was like, man, you're awesome. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of guys out there that are just like you hear a bunch about them and then you like meet them and you're like, hmm, it is all true. Like, yeah, these guys are cool. Yeah, especially in the wildland, man. Like, I, yeah. I don't think I've been let down ever. Like, I, yeah. you know, you hear about some guy who's just an absolute animal, and then like you go on a hike and just happen to see like hiked in the ground by somebody and you're like oh yeah that is true you yeah. know like this guy jumped with eddie smith they're like a duke can hike you put mm-hmm. a saw on him and he hikes faster i was like yeah what and then sure enough like i'm struggling out of the bottom of this ravine and near avery idaho you know on the panel mm-hmm. steep as hell and uh like he's like man well, i'll take this off for you today i was like dude uh, i don't like to do this but i appreciate it <laughs> yeah. i'm like way down there yeah. like and, and i'm a newer guy you know so like i should be carrying the saw dude mm-hmm. he just murders it man just comes cruising up and i, I think i showed up like 20 minutes after him like no saw yeah. <laughs> you know yeah it's like when i was a new guy like i guess i thought i was fit you know like i thought because i've been playing hockey all my life and i was like pretty quick on the ice and i can do the 45 second shifts with a minute off and then back to 45 seconds really shift. quick on the ice man i've seen you <laughs> that's an exaggeration anyway no yeah like i always thought i was fit and then i was showed up to specifically salmon like i showed up to salmon and i like i thought i could run i thought i could hike no way dude like these guys were so fast they were so like that's, that's what i heard yeah man. dude i got humbled fast it was like i tried to keep this like level of confidence it was like not there they yeah. were so good dude it makes a lot of sense to me because like all the all the dudes i knew that were salmon repellers i wanted to jump are jumpers like yeah. it wasn't like they're like yeah man i'd like to do it it's like they applied and they got in because i think that they they must have such a good reputation you know coming yeah out and like a handful of guys like if they're not going to make it it's not because of they couldn't do the pt they can do the pt it was some kind of like technical error yeah. yeah well yeah and i talked to a fellow who's on our crew now which i'm gonna have on the podcast later and, and he was talking like and it, it seems like kind of universal. It's like anytime someone gives up on rookie training for smoke jumping, mm-hmm. it's not usually, like you said, a physical thing. At least the people I talk to, typically yeah. it's like they're doing something horrible during training. Yeah. <laughs> it's like really difficult and demanding a lot. And they like get, get a little one-on-one time with themselves. And they're like, well, I could be doing a lot cooler shit with my time. <laughs> you yeah. know, that's what it seems like. Yeah. The rookie and training in salmon, I won't say a lot about it because it's like, 
kind of a secret, you know? Yeah. Don't want it to get out. Yeah. But it was intense. Not quite to the level of what a jumper would do, but it was modeled similarly. That's, that's what I've heard, man, because, like, yeah. pack outs and all that good stuff. Like you said, don't, don't go into it because, yeah, I mean, jump roll the same with thing. You yeah. Know, like, it was – The mystery is part of it. It was probably one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life, and I'm super thankful for it. I'm also super thankful I don't have to do it again. Yeah. Unless, oh, <laughs> unless like, five years from now I go back to Sam and I'm a 31-year-old rookie, and they're like, hey, you got to do this. I'm like, oh. Dang. Yeah. I hope it's not the same. Oh, yeah, man. Nah, I would crush it next time. Yeah, you'll be fine. You'll know what to, to expect. Yeah, yeah, exactly, man. It won't be a big deal. That's, yeah. what I, I thought, that's what I was thinking about, too. Like, if I went back to jump and I do rookie training, like, I would probably feather it a little bit more. Like, I came out of the gates like an idiot. Yeah. About killed myself day one. When I moved here, um, to, like, to work at Nine Mile, I moved here, like, right before the season started. And I was actually living at the, the dorms at the jump base. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I got to, like, meet all of the rookie bros going through jump training and, like, hang out with them and watch hockey when they got back from whatever they were doing. Yeah. Those dudes were just, like, beat up every single day. Oh, dude. Yeah, it's weird. Like, some super rad guys, and they were, like, coming back. They were hobbling. I was like, oh, dang. Like, yeah, that looks – I the worst pack rash I've ever seen in my life, dude. Oh, dude. Some people have, like, tramp stamps. Yeah. <laughs> from the back out, scars dude. from tr- yeah. pack rash. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That tramp stamp of scar, I don't know how to say it, but <laughs> yeah, 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 it's it's rough, dude. Um, but yeah, in a good way though. Like you said, man. Like when I was going in, I was like, in, I felt like I was in the best shape of my life, and mm-hmm. I was like, dude, if I can walk through this, I'm going to buds. <laughs> That's yeah. what I was like telling myself, and, yeah. I, and I could not walk through it. So I was like, I'm good here, man. I, yeah. <laughs> you know, I barely made this. <laughs> I don't need to be go trying to trying to be a Navy SEAL. You know, I wouldn't make it. Shit. Well, I mean, yeah, like all these things. That's what I like think about when I'm like considering the military. If it's like, like yeah, the saber week in salmon wasn't as hard as like what buds is gonna be or what ranger school or rasp would be yeah. or PJs or whatever. But it's like all of it's hard, dude. Yeah. All of it's hard, and all of it deserves like a very certain level of respect. Not any less or any more than anyone else, but yeah, it's all hard. So anyone yeah. that's like can sign up and guys want to do that, you know, they want to. So yeah. Because it's pretty much volunteer. It's like, yeah. even though it's military, it's still like... Yeah, either if it's volunteer or, like, if I sign up to go jump or to go rappel, like, yeah, it'd be super cool to jump out of an airplane or rappel out of a helicopter. Yeah. But you, you got to earn it first with this. Yep. And, like, it just, one, it made the buy-in to the crew, like, that much bigger. And, two, like, I did not have a good time at Saber Week. I was the weakest link, 100%. Oh, me too, man. Yeah, so I was like, I came out of that, my ego was super hurt, and I didn't have, like, the best rookie season as a repeller, unfortunately. Like, I wish it would have been different, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. I was, like, just super motivated to come back and just crush my second year, just be at the top of my game. And, you know, I like to think I did that. My We do, like, a, a PT test. It's uh, at the beginning of the year. Oh, and yeah. it's scored. It's the BLM, like, 300 test or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like push-ups in a minute, pull-ups, sit-ups in a minute, and like a mile and a half run. Mm-hmm. So like I just trained all winter long because I wanted to, I wanted to have a hundred push-ups, twenty-five. I wanted to max everything. Yeah. But then I like didn't do so great on the run, but I bumped my score up like a hundred points, and I was super proud of myself for that and super like stoked. Like, dude, that's really good. Yeah. A little, damn like, mile redemption and a half, arc. Yeah, damn mile and a half run, man. Like the. Yeah, like, dude, and, like, I think I'm fast, you know? Yeah. 
but over a mile and a half, dude, it just kills me. Yeah, yeah, I have a hard time controlling it. Like, if I'm in really good shape, like, mm-hmm. in the rookie training, it was all right. It still was hard, yeah. and I didn't like it, but it, I don't know. I, I fe- It felt better. But every Because the jumpers do the same thing, the mile and a half every year, mm-hmm. and the push-up, pull-up, and sit-ups. Not the same, like, minute. There's, like, just less standard, I guess, there. Yeah. But um, I don't remember what the numbers are for, like, 35 push-up, 45 sit-ups. And yeah, I mean, that's those are, like, pull-ups. the minimums for Sam as well. But yeah. if you get 300, if you score 300, it's, like, a certain tier of points for how many push-ups, sit-ups, pull-ups, whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. And if you max them, it's 100 points. Oh, nice. And if you don't get, you get something? Don't they give you something? You get, like, a paid day off. And oh, that's you, what it was, yeah. More importantly, you get your plaque or your little name tag put on a plaque on oh, the wall. that's cool. And it's dude. actually, I think uh, – they had mentioned it last year, and I'm like kind of bummed I didn't get to do it this year. But so Eric Ellis, who's this T-shirt I'm wearing, so oh, yeah. Eric Ellis was the base manager, jumped forever. Turn a little bit to the camera. Oh yeah, show at the back. Yeah, the back looks sweet, dude. Yeah. Couple of repellers, hot shot brewing on the front. Yeah, so <clears throat> Eric Ellis, he uh, he passed away last year, right at the beginning of the season. Oh, totally man. unexpected, um, but. He was like the dad of the crew, you know. Oh yeah. And that just like filled the void, or sorry, not filled the void, um, created a void, um, which one of our soups stepped up into in a, an amazing way. Um, but the uh, 300 Club was what we called it before, and I think now it's dedicated to Eric Ellis and Hot Shot Brewing. Like reached out to us, um, they'd heard about it. And it was like it made a huge ripple or wave, like through the aviation community i guess yeah uh, we just got all kinds of like love and support from like jumpers and other repel crews hot shot brewing made this shirt for us that's um, super cool i didn't yeah. know that when i first saw it i was like that's a sick shirt i had no idea the significance that's cool yeah dude. yeah the the ee shirt so E-E-R-Pels. it was yeah yeah and he like he jumped in idaho for forever oh really yeah oh cool yeah he he was a jumper longer than he was a repeller yeah really dang yeah when, mccall do you know or or was he boise you know, I'm blanking right now, and I'm really bummed that I'm blanking right now. I think it was Boise, I'm pretty Boise. sure. Yeah, BLM. I'm pretty Boise. sure it was Boise. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, those, dude, those guys go hard, especially dude, for a long time, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, he was just, like, the type of guy that's, like, that's what I want to be like. Yeah, you know? dude. He was just hard as net, and he was, like, he was super nice, but also super stern. Yeah. You know, like, if you're messing up, you know, like. Yeah, but he was like super nice about it. Was he one of those dudes too? Like I'm just picturing a few guys that I ran to my whole life. Like same deal. Like man, if you're if you're kicking ass, they're like nice as hell, and mm-hmm. like not like overly. They're not gonna come up and hug you, but you'll yeah. get like a nod or something. You're like, all right, I feel good about that. But if you're not, then you get like this look, and you're like, all right, I know I could be doing better. And yeah. that look just told me I'm I'm a pile of shit right now. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, it's like, man, there was. This... I don't know how to like explain it enough to like do it justice, you know. So I'm, yeah, I don't really know what to say. But he was like one of those one of those guys that you could be like totally cool to just walk up and talk to him, and then he would, you know, I was a rookie, like I was just trying to prove myself, you know. And, yeah. And he was like totally invested in who you were and what you were about and what were your likes and dislikes kind of thing. And he was like, Dude. yeah, he was a super rad guy. But- yeah, some of the best leaders are like that, right? Because then they like yeah. they know you, so they also know like if something's up, they're like, "Yeah, Nick doesn't act like this, man. He's gonna, you know, like whether whatever it be like if you're not mm-hmm. being a little bit, if you're just like lackadaisical in something, you're not as enthusiastic, or you're just like quiet. And you're like, yeah, some something's not up, you know? Yeah, I got to uh, to be on a fire with him. We had like one uh, storm cell come by and just pop. There was like 
eight or nine fires, something like that. We emptied the entire base. So, Whoa. yeah, we had like base a... base is huge there, isn't it? I think at the time there was like 35. Oh, gotcha. 35 repellers. That's pretty good size. Yeah, it's the biggest base in the country as far as repelling goes. But Yeah, for some reason, I thought you guys we, were like 80 yeah. or something. Where our org chart is like slated for 45 or like 50. Oh, gotcha. So... That's, that's pretty big. Yeah, we like had this bus come through. And I was at like the almost the very bottom of the list. It was the best fire I've ever been on. Oh, really? It was my birthday fire. Oh, cool, man. So we like repelled this fire on on my birthday. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it was like just with a with a group of like super good guys, really cool guys. And then Ellis, did you guys throw four on there? Or? Uh, we only had four. You only had four. Oh, yeah, cool. we had a couple boosters. Um, and then it was me and, and one other guy oh, nice. from Salmon. Is four a full load or do you guys? Yeah, it's four. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So once Blackhawks come into the Repel game, it's over for jumping. Oh, I know, dude. <laughs> that was like the first thing I heard of when I first came to jump. They're like, yeah, well, the Blackhawk. That's know. that's the rumor, at least. That's what I've been told. Yeah, me too, man. But yeah, so like we wanted more, but there was none available. And it was this rip and fire. It was like when we got to the ground, it was 16 acres, you know. Jeez. Like, what are we going to do? It's a lot for four folks. Yeah, and then other fires in the forest were getting jumpers. We tried to get jumpers on our fire, but they couldn't jump. There's nowhere for them to go. Oh, jeez. Yeah. No jump spot. Plus one for the repellers. Yeah. We were like, ah, you guys can't come down. Then they started flying. I was like, wait, we need you. Yeah, wait, we need bodies. Yeah, first you're like, yeah, take that. And you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. (laughs) We need some bodies. Yeah, and we had this one guy. um, He was... He was a booster from another from another base. Uh, he was a Type Five IC. Oh yeah. But this was a Type Four fire, and he he did his best. You know, like it was super difficult. We had seats coming in we didn't know about. We had a tanker Jeez. that was there. We, I mean, we had heard about it, but then it just showed up. Jeez. Yeah, and then at the same time, it was this whole like mess. So the jumpers they had jumped on a different fire. Um, it's kind of hard because everyone has their own account but yeah from what i think i heard it was the wrong fire oh no not the one they were supposed to go to yeah another fire started pushing them and they were like getting pinched off but at the same time over the forest radio there was a hot mic going on oh no so no one could talk to like dispatch and you could hear like over one of the tack channels like very scratchy like yeah where are you i'm over here Okay, I'm starting to burn out around our gear. I was like, yo, that sounds nuts. Yeah, dude. That does not sound cool. Not where I want to be. Yeah. We had this one guy. He was flying a Bravo. You know, that's how I learned about those. It's like air attack and a lead plane. Oh, good. So he was like lead planing for the tanker. Yeah. But he was also air attack running like five different fires. Oh. It was super badass. Yeah, that's wild, dude. Yeah. Yeah, and then I guess the whole reason I started telling the story about this fire Ellis was at the bottom of the fire trying to find a way up. He was cliffed out everywhere he went. Oh, geez. And it's like if he couldn't get up there, I don't know a single person would have been able to make it. Yeah, because the guy's just an animal. Yeah, like just a big-time hunter, super fast. Like a week before he passed, he was out PTing with the group. Jeez, you know, dude. like he was yeah. just that guy yeah. with, with the rookie class. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah, he was always PTing with you. He wouldn't really say a whole lot when you were PTing, but he was, you know, if you were slower than, than Ellis, you were not good. Oh, really? Because he's not moving too fast? Well, no, he was moving quick, but you don't want to be behind the base manager, you know? Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which I was. <laughs> yeah, I would be but, too, because I was just thinking, like, I'm super slow. Yeah, he was, he was just so 
it's just this specimen of exactly what you wanted to be. Yeah, dude. But he was cliffed out everywhere he went. He couldn't find a way up. So that's how we like, at that moment, he said like, yeah, I can't get up. I, like that hit me like, oh, we are by ourselves out here in the middle of the sand river breaks. Like yeah. this is it. Just gnarly and steep, was it? Yeah. Yeah. It was. Most of the breaks country, just gnarly. Yeah. And like, that's the whole like, I guess philosophy behind like the training, like I've heard it so many times, like the Santa River breaks will eat your lunch. Oh dude, for sure. So, and it's not like all the time that it happens and it's ripping like that, but it, when it does, it does. Yeah. Like when you get in August, you know, time and that grass yeah. clears out, man, I mean, you could yeah. be in for it and you get those winds too, man. Yeah. Like this most scared I've ever been like in fire was in the breaks. Dude, I could see it, man, because every time I drive through there, like if I'm heading down like McCall or something, mm-hmm. I'm just like looking around like, geez. Or when I would fly over it in the jump plane, I'm yeah, like, man, please don't drop me off here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we ended up like cutting a hella spot out and then Ellis came up uh, the next day and he was the uh, type four IC qualified. We had a type four trainee. Oh, nice. And then we ended up flying up a uh, shot crew. I don't remember. I think it was Snake River shots oh gotcha i don't know if that's even what they're called yeah there's snake a, river there's snake river okay. i can't i'm trying to remember the where they're out of it's some you know somewhere in idaho but i can't yeah. remember like their base yeah so i was like fresh face brand new and now i'm the uh fft1 trainee oh yeah squad so i had the i had the squad yeah, yeah. and uh the qualified was was one of the seniors on the crew and then i had the IC who was Eric Ellis and then the IC trainee who was another guy who's just like super respected at the base. Yeah. Like cold trailing with me. They're like, oh, put, really? yeah, dude, they were, I was leading the squad of six repellers and one of them just happens to be like Eric Ellis. And he was, that's awesome. Yeah. Dude. Like he was down to like get in there with you, you know, it was really cool. Yeah, man. Like that, that just shows like, I mean, like I have so much respect for a person like mm-hmm. that. Cause yeah. I, I've worked with enough folks, not a ton, but like mm-hmm. a few that would like maybe on top of the hill, you know, looking down and kind of making sure, I mean, they're doing stuff, but it's like, they were, they weren't going to go cold trail with us, yeah. you know? Yeah, exactly. Like they're, they're on the radio and they're, you know, doing the documentation on everything, you know? And yeah, it's not like they don't have things to do, Yeah, but they were there doing it too, you know? Yeah. It was really ex- cool. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's awesome, dude. Yeah, I learned a, learned a lesson like that back when I was doing my FFT1 training mm-hmm. as well, man. Like, having, like, my – well, just everybody on the whole fire kind of coming down to, to help on the little things like that, bumping yeah. QBs or whatever it might be. Like, even my FMO bumped a QB into a fire one time, and I was like, that is awesome. You know? Like, yeah. we were just giving them shit about, like, bumping a QB in. We didn't even really need it that much. I mean, it definitely helped, but we – you know, we could have made it without, and then he bumps the QB in, and, like, it's hot as shit, you know, it's in yeah. August, and we're like, that is awesome, dude. I'm so glad I don't have to do that this summer. Ooh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm in so for it. I'm so glad I don't have to do that this summer. Dude, I'm in dispatch, though, this year so far. Hell yeah. I don't even know, like, I don't even Cush know how long gig. it is. Yeah, <laughs> Benji actually hooked that up. Did he? So, yeah, to loop back around to Benji, yeah, because, um, you know, the Crohn's disease and the tumor mm-hmm. I had removed last year, so, like. Oh, you did? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot Jeez. to tell you, so, I mean, not to make this podcast about me, but. Yeah. <laughs> But medically, I'm a, I'm a train wreck. You. Yeah, I mean, yeah. pretty much. I mean, it is mine, I guess. I'm the host, so. You can do what you want. It's yeah. your rules. It's true. But I want to, you know, I'll bring you on because I want to know about you. Okay. So, Fair. Did you ever think about going back to Structure Fire? I wanted to ask you that earlier, but we're Oh, rolling. yeah, okay. Um, yeah, kind of yes and no. Like, I thought, like, because after my first year, I was living in Vegas. I was like, yo, how cool would it be to be Structure Fire in Vegas, dude? Oh, yeah, man. It would be 
ripping all yeah. the time. It'd be all medicals, but still, it'd be cool. It'd Car be, crashes, medicals. Dude, the medicals would be nuts. Yeah, like those things are gnarly and they're yeah. exciting. They're, I mean, I don't want to say fun, but I don't wish it upon anybody. But if it is going to happen, which it is going to happen, I want to be there. Yeah, well, to, I, to help, you know. Yeah, well, like just like you know, I was listening to a podcast with a, a guy who just got out of med school, and, mm-hmm. and he was talking about I think it was like John Hopkins or something's in like a horrible part of. I'm gonna say Massachusetts. I really don't know Baltimore. where it is. Baltimore. Baltimore is. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. We bet we watched. Did you watch the podcast? I'm no. even talking. About? Oh, no. but yeah, I bet you're right. But like, you know, like there's stab wounds, shootings, all this stuff. It's like you don't want those to happen, but you want to have experience. Wouldn't yeah. happen to be Peter Atia, would it? That's exactly who it was. Word. Yeah, I've listened to him a couple times. Oh, he's great, dude. I yeah. couldn't, I couldn't uh, think of his last name. Like I could see it, but like I was like, I'm gonna ruin this, so I'm just gonna say a guy I know, yeah. <laughs> a guy I listened to. But yeah, yeah, Peter Atia, and he wasn't like just out of med school. He was just like retelling his experience, I think, yeah. to Rogan or Jocko or somebody, you know? Yeah. And, yeah, that dude's got a brain on him, man. Mm-hmm. Did you see? The, did you listen to the one where he did a swim from Catalina Island? Yeah. Because he's done it a bunch. Yeah, but it's like, like a 24-hour swim or something like that. Yeah, and the, and the thing I really liked was, like, the phosphorescent uh, algae or whatever you're swimming in. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it was lighting up every time he took a stroke or something. Oh, yeah, those little uh, bioluminescent. Yeah, bioluminescent. Yeah, that's what it is, yeah, because he was talking about, like, or whatever. Yeah, because yeah. I think he was saying that you couldn't really tell – because there's nothing, no other light out there, like the stars yeah. from the, the, what was it called? The bioluminescent. Bioluminescent, yeah. The algae or plankton, whatever the hell Yeah, was. whatever's lighting up yeah. kind of look like stars, too. I was like, dude, I, I want to see that. Yeah, it looks cool. But I can't swim. I mean, I can swim, but not like that far, you know? So I, uh, I learned, I taught my, well, I can't say I taught myself. I read a book on how to swim. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's this, uh, this guy, Terry Laughlin, I believe his name was. Mm, never heard. Made this program called total immersion and it was like 10 sessions in the pool like by myself just like doing his drills taught me how to swim oh really and then i like went online and did zero to 1687 whatever which is zero to a mile for swimming oh gotcha it was like you swim 25 meters and you get 12 breaths and you have to swim 25 more meters and then next week was you gotta swim whatever 20 between 25 and 50 40 meters or whatever then you oh. get to stop in the middle of the pool take your breaths and keep going oh, and it like you. built up over like two three weeks well i mean you're swimming like three days a week built up to i went from zero to swimming a mile in like two months dude yeah dude. that's really good man yeah it was the i've only done it like twice that's dude a mile like people but just realize. to see if you could do it you know yeah People don't realize how far a mile is, man. Like, if you get in a normal, like, Olympic-sized yeah. pool, and most places will have, like, the laps and mm-hmm. how many it is, and it's, I don't even know what the number is. It's but like it's, 72 laps. Yeah, dude. it's big. Yeah. And, like, a lap isn't a length down. It's a length down and back. Yeah, yeah, so like a full yeah. lap, yeah. I was, like, I had, like, a bunch of quarters. I would take, like, a stack of quarters, and every time I got back, I would just move a quarter over to keep track of how many I've done. Oh, smart, dude. This, Yeah, so this is in North Carolina. At the rink I worked at, there was also a swimming pool there. Oh. I knew you would be at math, but I find everybody interesting, dude, you know? Is it going? It's going. I just want to say thank you to Kevin. <laughs> That's how you sync it up. Hopefully it was loud enough. I don't really have the loud mic, but... Should we try to seamlessly transition so, like, when you cut it, there's no... Yeah, I'm going to go to edit. I'll probably keep this in just because it's, like, kind of... Kind of funny. Funny right. banter. But, yeah, to shout-out to Kevin Foley, <laughs> yeah, our assistant today. GoPro extraordinaire. Yeah. We'll uh, get him on the podcast later so everyone yeah. gets a chance to see, put oh, yeah. a face to a name. Uh, we left off with swimming. Yeah. 
So it was a seal, right? Mm-hmm. He was a Vietnam era seal, and he was like he would walk into the to the rink or to the pool. It was an indoor pool. Yeah, with like a walker, and he was like this super old guy hunched over, and he had this like chain on that had the the Navy Seal trident. That's how I like, oh, knew to ask him, and I I asked him. Obviously, I was yeah, like, I would too. I couldn't resist. Yeah, I was like seventeen, like super in awe at those kinds of people. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like, yeah, like. I was. I was like, oh, cool. Like, are you coming to swim? Stupid question. We were in the pool. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm coming to swim. I was like, yeah. okay, like, you want to, like, swim together, share a lane or whatever? He was like, yeah, I'll do that. He was the fastest swimmer I've ever seen, dude. He really? Was, yeah. He had, like, a tattoo of fish, which uh-huh. was, like, his name. They called him. Yeah, it's like a water man. Yeah, he was just so fast. And yeah. I was, like, blown away. This 80-year-old man is, like, killing me in the pool. Like, I'm not a great swimmer. My mile took me, like, 41 minutes. Dude, I don't even know what a good swimming mile time it's is. It's not man. 41 minutes. <laughs> yeah. It's it's way less than that. But, yeah, he was, oh, dude, he was crushing it. Dude. So, like, that was his rule was uh, if you forget what lap you're on, you got to go back and start over with the last lap you remember finishing. So I would be at, like, 50 and be like, wait, 50? 53? Oh. No. I remember doing 25. I remember that for sure. Yeah. It was like, okay, like you got to go back to 25 uh, now. It's like, damn, dude. Like, uh, dude. Yeah. Like the I got cool. work in like two hours. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. Have time for this. Yeah. Time to be messing up. Yeah. Oh, dude. That'd be so fucking hungry. Yeah. I, man, I'd probably get like some weird like hypnosis. You know, like when you're going for a long run. Yeah. You just kind of like zone out and you just keep cruising. Yeah. I had that the, today. Yeah. Dude, yeah. Cause you went for seven miles today, right? Yeah. It was just like super chill. It was more for the mind than for, for the body. Like my legs are killing. So I have to give a shout out to Mountain Tactical Institute. Yeah. Oh, they uh, they have like 200 workout programs. Oh, cool. Tons of workout programs, and they're all tailored to military, fire, police, EMS. Um, Mountain Tactical Mountain Climbing yeah. Institute. Yeah, they got oh, some. First time I heard of it. They got some really rad like workout programs. So I've been doing a couple, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and like the workout from yesterday just like murder on my legs oh dude so like, yeah like That's hard, good. hard to get out of the chair kind of murder on the hammies yeah yeah and then i get up and like okay like i gotta go try and run oh brutal man yeah it was like supposed to be a moderate pace they have like calculators for how fast you should be running based on your five mile assessment your one mile time whatever. oh cool it's like yeah so for your moderate run like i'm gonna be doing like 10 ish minute mile for my seven miles oh gotcha like i start going it's like i have to walk yeah <laughs> i'm going like 13 minute mile hobbling oh man dude I, that's where i'd be like right now dude I'm, I'm not in very good shape so if yeah. i had to run anything more than like two miles i'd be walking yeah i decided like this is going to be more about like mindfulness in myself than than trying to work out the legs yeah. my legs are smoked I think that's a good call, dude. Like just having uh, that kind of mental break. It's like yeah. Like on... I took some stops to walk. It was like I don't know if you ever run up the rattlesnake, but it's oh, super yeah. nice. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful, man. Get down to the river and like catch up for a second, throw a rock. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> keep going. Yeah. Oh, totally, dude. Well, on the way out, man, it's like steady incline, so it's it's pretty good pull, you know. Yeah. Were you yeah. like up the trails? You're talking about the main trail. Uh, so it's just like the one road. It's like a oh, we just did the road. Track. Yeah, yeah. So it's, I think it's. I want to say it's mostly down on the way out. It's mostly, I don't know, man. Yeah. I lose track. I don't even care. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, it's a super nice place to go run, so I just go out and, and run a little bit. That 
one road I was like looking on the map for for my Garmin. Oh yeah, yeah. And it goes back quite a ways and it starts to go up that mountain, Mosquito Mountain, to like Ooh. this lake. And I was thinking like, damn, like how cool would it be to to do that? It's like twenty miles up there, but dude, yeah, like a forty mile like two day excursion, <sighs> go cool, for a man. run, camp out at the lake, and run back the next day. Yeah, which two twenty. 20 miles is a lot. Dude, that'd be a good cruise. And then, like, yeah. having some kind of supplies with you. I don't know what you do there. Like, if you get someone drop it off for me, I don't know. Yeah, like don't a know. biker. Have someone, like, bike with you or something. Yeah. You know, carries a little supplies. It would be cool. Like, kind of like a mule there. Yeah, a little pack train. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Uh, something, man. Because like, you, you can get back there with a bike, right? Oh, yeah. For yeah. sure. I would imagine. Yeah. I mean, I haven't been the whole way up. I don't know how steep it gets. Dude, yeah, same here. But it looks like, like a forest road forest service road oh really yeah i'm pretty yeah. sure i think it's the same thing that i've been on. i thought it was a little bit of an incline out and then on the way back it's like all downhill i mean either way it's it's pretty gentle yeah it's not incredibly hard yeah you know, i've been like keeping my heart rate within a certain zone and trying not to kill myself yeah either way yeah i almost killed myself up there and when it was like spring everywhere else but yeah. it's all shaded kind of yeah so it was still yeah, it icy icy <laughs> yeah so i about killed myself up there before. i've been bummed out so many times like like yeah i'm gonna go for like a really sick run and then you get there and it's like just total ice and you're trying to run on the side and it's still shitty and it's like man yeah it's kind of lame yeah your legs <laughs> keep sliding out you can feel it kind of your hips and groin you're like yeah. oh, i'm just gonna get injured so i'm just gonna yeah walk oh, wow. back yeah yeah that's the only downside. But otherwise, like you said, man, it's gorgeous up there. I haven't, I haven't spent enough time, like, recreating around Missoula just because it's the job. Yeah, I mean, you know? I don't really do a whole lot either. Like, even, like, I've been skiing twice my entire life, you know? Oh, like, still? Like, even though you live here? Well, I only skied for the first time since I got here. Oh, really? Like, yeah. last year or when? Uh, so, I went skiing this past winter at a Lost Trail and then before that at Snowball. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, I mean, so that's pretty good, man. I picked it up kind of quick. Well, it was, it was similar enough to skating, you know. Yeah. It was like the first time I'd ever been skiing. I was like super nervous, you know. But I oh, totally. I was with my girlfriend, so I didn't want to be like, no, I'm kind of scared of skiing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was exactly. like, no, there's no no issue. Yeah, no it's factor. like I skate, not yeah. a big deal. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, skiing is pretty similar. Like when I first skied, I'd been skating like pond hockey stuff, mm-hmm. so not great ski- skating, but I could, you know, transition because like stops is similar. You know, like hockey yeah. stop on skates and and then yeah, uh, what I've like figured out is this. The way I skate versus the way I ski, when you're turning, like, the weight is on the opposite foot. Oh, yeah. So that, like, jammed me up a couple times. And I was, like, trying to pick up one foot or the other. It's like, that also jammed me up. I almost, well, I did eat shit a couple times. That, dude, that makes sense because I think because of skiing, I uh, I think I skate weird. So when, you, when you're turning a skate, is it much weight on your inside? Yeah, dude, I don't even, I couldn't even tell you. It's like hard to imagine in my head right now. Yeah, because I'm trying to remember because I, I think, I think I'm always on the outside. Like, I don't think I put much pressure on the inside leg. Well, if you, yeah, if you think about a crossover, so if, if you're oh, turning, I'm true. crossing over like all the time. You gain speed through crossover because you get three pushes out of it. Yeah, yeah. You get your one leg coming up as a push and it's crossing over. You step down, you get the bottom leg. That's the push and that's the, where I keep most of the weight. Yeah, yeah. That's a push as well. And then when you come back, you get another push out of it. Oh, that so you makes get, sense. Yeah, three strides in, in one fluid motion, you get to pick up quite a bit of speed. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that makes sense, man. And yeah. Yeah, because, like, that's what I noticed, too, like, when we are playing up this this spring. Mm-hmm. Um, for, you know, people listening, hopefully people will be listening, me and Nick were on the same hockey team, and shouldn't have happened. <laughs> I mean, out of charity, I think you yeah, came well. and played because I was like, man, 
um, I'm bringing the team down. I need you to come and Shit. play. It wasn't just you. Yeah, I mean, I was, you know, it's your than, brother too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think he's got at least he's got a little more speed and like stick handles a little better. Yeah, than well, I, do, I mean, like, yeah, like all that's probably one of the main reasons I decided to stay in Missoula after like my fire season was like one, the hockey was phenomenal. The community around hockey was great. That's but what I was going to ask you earlier. Two is like all the fire guys were here and they were all playing hockey, you know? Yeah. So it's like, we get to share that in the winter and we share fire in the summer and like, yeah, you guys haven't been playing that long. I've been playing my entire life, you know? Yeah. But, but it, yeah, it's still, you know, it's super being, fun. You know, as being an athlete though, especially like you can really probably feel it because of like with, I'm doing a horrible job explaining this, but, um, with the transition, uh, to skiing from mm-hmm. hockey, like you're an athlete. So you're like, Oh man. And it wasn't a horrible transition, but then you see other people ripping and you're like, well, man, I feel like I should be ripping. You yeah, know? dude. It's like, I was going down like fucking just hammering turns and I was like, Oh dude, I'm killing this right now. Yeah. And some like nine year old is like, great day, huh? <laughs> it's like, yeah, you fucking just ruined mine. Yeah, exactly. Just Showed me. Up. Yeah, yeah, dude. Ah, and these little like, tiny Oh, schemes. man. Yeah, dude. Whatever. Yeah, great day. Yeah, I'm having a blast. That, that was the hardest thing my first year playing hockey. It's like, I played a lot of different sports. And yeah. I was like, yeah, I'll be all, I mean, and I played hockey as a kid, mm-hmm. you know, skating around. But it's probably horrible. But the way I remember it, I was like pretty good in my head. Yeah. You know, everyone, like it, yeah. I, had, I had my uh, aluminum Easton uh, Gretzky. Oh, jeez. Yeah, aluminum shaft. Those are tight. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, man, I was stoked. And then. I think the reason my parents got them is because we couldn't break them, you mm-hmm. know? So, like, we'd play – me and my brothers would play with those all the time. But uh, in my head, I was pretty good. I was like, yeah, man, I think I could go play somewhere if I wanted to. Not, like, pro, but, like, on a, le- on a team somewhere yeah. in a league. And then I hadn't skated since I was a kid. I'm like, I'll pick it right back up. No. Yeah, it seems what, like it seems like there's a lot of the guys are either, like, brand new to hockey. They just do it because, like, all their friends are doing it. Yeah. Um, and it's like, it's a cool thing for everyone to, to do. And no one's really like that good at it. Cause it's all new to them, you know? Yeah, totally. And then there's the guys that like played as a kid and then picked it back up as an adult, you know? Yeah. And then there's the one or two guys like me that have been playing forever. Dude, that's, what, that's why it's so fun in the spring yeah. league, man. Like watching you, Hannah and Tyler, it was like, this yeah. is awesome, dude. And then we had some people in between like me and Caleb. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like. Honestly, dude, it's, as far as sports go, like, I can't get into football. I'm not a fan of football. Like, even watching it? I don't watch sports at all, dude. Oh, really? I Nothing? watch, yeah, if I'm watching hockey, it's playoff hockey, and that's about it. Yeah, man, it's, it's so hard I'll to keep watch, track. I'll watch highlights or, like, the top ten goals of the year. Yeah, same, dude. Just watch, like, Connor McDavid rip through everybody and dang yeah. it. Yeah. Was it Connor McDavid who's got, like, a super long stick? Uh, there's, yeah, as far as sticks go, there's a lot of pros out there that use, like, way different than you would expect yeah because that's like like rumor has it alex ovechkin uses a 65 flex stick which yeah so which means like the flex number is the amount of pounds of pressure it takes to bend the stick one inch oh i didn't know that yeah so you think about like like chara yeah big dude his he's got like 125 flex which is stiff as a board yeah what is he seven foot on skates damn near or something like that yeah Yeah. six nine in shoes yeah but then you get guys like so like the the average i guess for like an adult player would be right around 100 like 87 to 100 oh gotcha yeah because i think my newest stick was like 82 or 85 it's a a weird number yeah but there's like guys in the pros like ovechkin uses a 65 flex stick and then there's like marty st louis who's another little guy he had a long stick 
for him and then like the lies so the angle of the blade and the, the shaft itself was super shallow so he could keep it on the ice kind of thing yeah because it's so far out there yeah otherwise you'd like you'd have it sticking up if you had yeah. a shorter person with a long stick right there's like yeah some guys use sticks or like you would say like oh that's way too stiff some guys are like that's too much like wet spaghetti yeah guys are like oh it's too tall it's too short whatever but they're pros man they know what they're doing dude for and sure. like i have no clue i'm not a pro but i know enough about hockey and enough about sticks to like choosing know what i want yeah so i've been like experimenting recently like with new curves and flexes and lies and i think i've decided you gotta, like you gotta 60, nail down. 65 to 70 it seems to be like my sweet spot so that's, yeah, I wanted to get something down more into like the the seventy five area. You know, at first it felt like a pool noodle. It felt <laughs> yeah. like wet spaghetti. It was like everything was flopping funny, and then I, I just like took one shot and it was like the hardest shot I've ever taken. I was like, oh. seeing like yeah, more of a yeah, that more makes sense. yeah, more of a I don't even know like just a wrist shot kind of guy. I can't yeah. I have a slap shot for shit. You I know? don't I don't take many of those either. Yeah, like I just don't. I, you know how to do it. I don't know how to do it. That's why I don't do it. Yeah, well. That's a strong word. I try and take like a lot of slap shot one timers, which is, I mean, you know, one timers. Pucks yeah. coming to you, and you just whack it. Yeah, yeah. But I suck at one timers, dude. Yeah. yeah. Even get my stick. On. Oh, you saw me whiff that one, didn't you? I've saw. I've seen you whiff a lot. A lot, yeah. <laughs> There's that one like right in front of the goal, and I was like, ah, and I heard the whole yeah. bench just like groan. I was oh like, ah. man. And then yeah. look, luckily, I buried the next one, but it was like that whole so hard. that whole experience for that season was really funny. Oh, it was like dude. so entertaining. They're like there was like guys on the bench be like, "Oh, nice play, nice play, Barrett," and be like, "That was not a nice play." <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, like everyone's so positive on our team. Yeah, dude. everyone was like just so stoked and so happy to be there, and everything was good. You know, yeah. it was like, "Nah, it's not what I would have done." Yeah, not totally. even close. Actually, like you just backhanded it with no look up the center. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you saw that? <laughs> that was dude. That was every game for me. For a goal, like, oh, nice try. Yeah. Nah, I don't, I don't no, somehow, like. That. I think because I wasn't looking, like, I could kind of tell someone was there. So, like, I mean, it's still a horrible pass because it's, like, right through the center. But Yeah, you never know, dude. Yeah, like, I just got lucky because I think, you know, being so shitty, they were kind of, like, relaxed. Like, all right, this guy's just going to, like, try to bang it off the yeah. boards and we're going to steal it. Honestly, oh, it was so hard, dude. Like, there was a couple times where I was like, yeah, like, I'm going to make a move. And I would, like, go to toe drag or something. And it's, like, in, like, cup and advance, which are the – two higher leagues in in missoula yeah yeah like it's you can kind of get have an idea of what those guys are about to do because it's what you would have done yeah and i have then like an idea for their timing and then it's like you go to the lower leagues and yeah you can do these moves because you're just faster with the stick like yeah whatever but then sometimes it's like a change you don't know what's about to happen because you don't know what they know and what they're about to do totally it's like you're making moves like into them yeah. Whereas you thought they were going to bite this way, but they didn't even see that part. They didn't bite. Yeah. They just stood there like a cone. Yeah. And you run into them. Yeah. I saw, I saw a lot with you and, and uh, Hannah and Tyler. Like, <laughs> you guys would like go to make a move. They wouldn't move. So you guys would just like kind of body them and just kind of, <laughs> you know, go around them. But not like horrible. Just like, you know. No, like I'm not going to go out there and with guys who've been playing for like four years and like embarrass them. Yeah. That last game was a lot of, a lot of contact. <laughs> Like accidental, yeah. Like, a lot of guys just run into each other. Like, yeah. Dude, every night, I was like scared for my teeth, dude. 
because I don't know where these sticks are going to come up. People oh. pitchforking all the time. Oh man, I, dude. Speaking of that, like I, I got a, I got a horrible backhand, and so like <laughs> in, instead of like trying to set it up, I'm just whacking at it, and mm-hmm. usually it's just wimpy because like I don't, because I'm swinging at it when it's like way out here, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm not like even like bringing it back in and then putting some into it, you know. Yeah. So I'm taking a big hack, and so usually my, you know, my follow through is like up past my ear, and. D- you know, a novice undoubtedly put this one dude that is super nice guy was like always right behind me. And I was always yeah. like, luckily he had a cage on, but I was always just like right yeah, in his like cage. There's, there's a couple guys like the novice and intermediate or whatever, like guys that will wear either no visor or just a visor. I'm like, dude, dude you guys are brave. Yeah. Like I'm, if I had a cage, I probably would have worn it. I don't even own a cage, so I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to go and like try and be aware, I guess. But yeah, dude. I know I'm not going to stick you. I might, but if I do, it's intentional. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, man, I was kicking myself after giving the tip on that last goal. Yeah, there was a couple that it was, like, trying to bank off of people, you know. Yeah. Are you hearing that weird little feedback? No, a little bit. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Yeah, you hear that little, like, tickle? I don't know. It's going to take a while to get used to the system, I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's what I was going to ask, too, because, like, I mean, I feel just for Montana, I haven't been around and too many other places, but for hockey, like, I when I was traveling around other places, like, yeah, we've got some hockey, but it doesn't seem like this. Like, there's, like, a ton of people that don't even, might, even, might not even play hockey, but, like, yeah. something to do during the week is, like, bring some beers, head to the rink, and watch some hockey, no matter what level. Yeah, know? like, this is, here, like, in Missoula, is the best hockey, like, adult hockey community I've ever experienced. I haven't experienced a lot, but... You've been around hockey. I mean, more than yeah. I've been around. Like I understand. So like in North Carolina, you got hockey in North Carolina. Yeah, dude. There's an NHL team right there. Yeah. But like, yeah, like a couple of guys that you like used to play on the Canes would play some D1 athletes, some former like NHLers, and like it was it was good. Yeah. But I guess like, I think there's a million people there, and the each league has like four teams, kind of thing. Each division in the league has four teams or six teams. And then here it's like the lower level leagues have like 10 teams, like 15, 16 teams. Dude. The top leagues have six each. Yeah. And like they're good. It's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, super cool, man. Like especially because there's just enough, I think, of that older talent that mm-hmm. has, has, been, has played quite a bit. Just, yeah. to, you know, especially for those upper leagues. I don't know because I'm horrible. But uh, <laughs> one time I was playing intermediate and – Rumor is this old boy, and you you probably know who he is, but he played the NHL, you know, years ago. Old, old guy? Yeah, yeah. Maybe. There's, yeah. there's a handful of them. Yeah, that's what I kind of figured. And, like, kind of the same story, and I was going to link it into the swimming store with the Navy SEALs. That, uh-huh. I mean, when he got off the ice, and it was like the whole team pretty much could barely walk, man. Yeah. But, like, when they're on the ice, dude, they were just smooth and fast mm-hmm. and, like, effortless. And I'm yeah. out there just – and this is my, like, second or third season playing, so, I mean, it's a lot of effort for me just to get off the bench <laughs> yeah. and back on the bench. Yeah. So, like, watching that, I was like, jeez, dude. Yeah, that – there's – that's, like, one of the cooler things about hockey. Like, you can't play football forever. No, dude. You dude. can't play basketball forever. Your knees won't do it. Yeah. But, like, my dad, like, doesn't even have an ACL kind of thing. Oh, dude. Yeah. What happened to his ACL? He ripped it playing hockey or something. Oh, I don't, yeah, it's just gone. I don't know. He – Messed it up, but he can still skate. Like, he's his knees messed up, but he can still play hockey. Yeah, that's what, and like, I'll get, like, weird pains, probably because I'm, like, really, yeah. like, overexerting, especially I got this, like, just outside of my tibia, like, uh, on the outside of my shin, that that muscle, whatever it is, like, I pulled it, 
the beginning of this season, mm. and it's just been bugging me ever since. But that's it. Like, it's not like it's a knee ache, like, when yeah. I come off the ice, you know? Like, like you said, basketball. Like, if I played a bunch of basketball, just – Yeah, you just played, can't do it. Yeah, I'd have to ice my can't knees, I think. Forever, yeah. Like, my dad can't run. I mean, he can. He's a grown-ass man. He can run. <laughs> yeah. But he's not going to go out for, like, a three-mile run because it's going to fuck his knee up. Yeah, dude. It just aggravates whatever might also be, like yeah. you said, missing ACL. And you think about, like, how far you run during a basketball game. It's like miles, dude. You yeah. skate for miles during a hockey game. Yeah, for sure. That I mean, might not be true. Well, but. well, you probably. I mean, I, I think I got 400 yards in me a game. Yeah, you, <laughs> you just got to keep moving, dude. You never stop moving. Move your feet. That's what I try to do. That's what I keep telling myself. It seems to help, like, with opportunities, you know. Yeah. Hey, you find, like, a spot where there's nobody. Nobody did that better than, like, Mary Lemieux, you know? Oh, yeah. She's, huh? like, super good at finding, like, where no one was going to expect him to be. You yeah. get a puck, easy goal. Yeah, totally, man. Yeah. It's kind of sneaky like that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what, and that's what, especially in this league, because I was slower. You know, I couldn't mm -hmm. puck handle, and I can't shoot that great, you know? And, like, at least during, like, winter, I've got more time off, so I can at least hit some yeah. pickup games, some sticking pucks, and at least I'll have, like, more confidence in my shot. It's not a great shot, but. Oh, it doesn't matter. You just got to shoot. Yeah. You can't score if you don't shoot. True. Yeah. And, yeah, so. Shoot I'm, from anywhere. Shoot from behind the net. I mean, I, yeah, I try. It might, might work. When you, yeah, that last game when you about bounced it off the goalie. I tried, I, yeah. I was like, oh, dude. I hit it off, like, off his pad and it went wide. Or yeah. I get, I get a little too excited in, the, in that moment. You know, I'm trying to wet hack at it, dude. <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not like, wild enough to where it's, like, if the guy goes to freeze it, I'm not going to, like, break his wrist. Trying to smash it. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm not that crazy. But, I'm like, I know what I should be doing and, like, lifting the puck. Mm -hmm. But I'll just keep shooting it into the goalie or something. You know, yeah. like. Yeah, and it's, like, a lot of time, like, I'll see, like, in the, in the lower leagues, it's, like, everyone's just out there to have fun, you know. Like, they're all nice to each other. They if you and someone else slam into each other like you're gonna be like yo my bad yeah oh totally like I'm, was, I'm always apologizing out there dude yeah but it's like when you play at like a higher level of hockey it's like you get aggressive with each other sometimes you know like there's not a whole lot of fights yeah but it could happen it might happen you know there's like two or three last year at least in the, the oh, cup really? league yeah oh, no my way. introduction to missoula to missoula and fire um, was that fire and ice tournament were you playing in that yeah was that the was that your first year? That, yeah, it was my first year. This was my introduction to, like, when, fire in Missoula. I don't know if you remember this. When you are on the Forest Service team and we were, like, yeah. really bad. Yeah. And I was most of that reason. Yeah, so I was, <laughs> yeah. like, I'll, like, score. If we're down by four goals, I'll score a goal or two and, like, keep it close and keep it fun for everybody, you know? Yeah. But I wasn't going to go out and score nine goals and win the game. Yeah, yeah. One, I'm probably not that good. But two. I mean, you may. Who wants to be that fucking guy? Not nah, me. Not me either. It's embarrassing. But anyways... Yeah. It was like I was going on the left side, and I was going to drive the net. I was going to – trying to score. Yeah, yeah. And this other guy from the other team, he might have – I don't know if it was the, like, the other fire team or the Neptune team or whatever. Yeah. Put his stick in between my legs, and I fell, and I slid in the boards. And I stood up and cross-checked the shit out of him. I do remember that, yeah. Yeah, and then, like, he stumbled a bit and then looked up and was like – my bad. Like, he was coming over to apologize, and I stood up and whacked at him. Oh, no. Like, yeah, like, because, I, I don't know, man. Like, I just thought, like, that's how, that's how you react, you know? If some In, like, the higher couple leagues, like, you should fucking know better, dude. Oh, yeah. But then I realized, like, that guy doesn't know better. He didn't mean to put his stick in my skates. Even in, like, the higher leagues, they didn't mean to do it, but you still get what you get. Yeah, man. But he was like trying to apologize and i cross-checked him in the face like <laughs> no. oh man like ah. i was like i'm sorry dude like well i talked to you i talked to one of the guys during the three-on-three -three tournament mm -hmm. and he was saying the same thing like he has a hard time playing because like he's 
like you said, so good and you played at such a high level that if someone's doing some of those stupid things that yeah. in novice it's just you don't know any better. But, like, when you're at that level, you're like, yeah. it's going to make you mad. And then if you're losing, you know, like he was saying, kind of default is get a little more physical. You yeah. Know? And, like, that's not going to fly in those leagues either because it's beer league, you know? Yeah. So and it's, it's like sometimes the, the higher level leagues will get a little more aggressive with each other, especially if you're playing, like, your buddies. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, so, like, for the advanced league, which is the second league, second highest league, um, I was playing against most of the guys I play with in Cup. Oh, okay. Which is the highest league. Yeah, yeah. And there was one guy who actually works here. Oh, really? Yeah, here in Stevensville. I don't remember his name, but he was on that team. Oh. And uh, he was... He was getting bullied a little bit. Oh, no. But he was also, I like, I tried to tell him, I was like, yo, don't write a check you can't cash with that guy because he'll fuck you up if he, if you get him mad enough, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's like, if you take a swing at him, he's going to swing at you faster, harder, and many more times. Oh, yeah, that's, you don't want that. Yeah, it's like, don't write a check you can't cash. Yeah, yeah. And uh, then, sound, like... Sound advice. Yeah, and then he, like, wouldn't stop to... <laughs> he <laughs> he <laughs> was like... I mean, he was standing up for himself, which, yeah, do that. But I don't, I don't know. I, I have no idea how I would have navigated it. But then it was like, like I'm really going to have to go over and like try and bully my buddy on the other team who's bigger than me. <laughs> Most people are. Yeah. It was like, oh, man. Like, you stop, man. You're I'm going to get cre- – if me and this guy were to fight, dude, I would get creamed. <laughs> no, like, I'm dude. not a good fighter. I've never – done it like three times yeah i do there's no like i look at like when the nhl dudes fight and it's like they mm-hmm. you know like and people i don't think they really pay attention like those guys are throwing each other around it's hard to stay in your skates yeah i, I mean that's the only reason i've ever been able to stay into a fight is because i'm pretty decent on my skates you know yeah yeah i'm not punching anybody super hard i don't even know how you would i know some guys can but like for me dude i mean i'm doing all i can to stay in my skates anyways and then if i get like we're tussling with somebody like yeah. which happened my first year i think and that's the only thing i that's kind of sucks about novice sometimes and people are trying to take it a little too serious mm-hmm. like i mean we had one time when and this was you know a team that a lot of people knew about and didn't really like anyway so maybe this guy was kind of coming in kind of hot you mm-hmm. know as on, i was on the green hanger and in that kind of reputation for being a little little uh chippy mm. and um but like these brothers were talking trash to each other on the bench just giving each other shit and all of a sudden this guy took it took an exception to it he was like on the wing on the other team yeah. you know and he comes over and he starts like talking shit to our bench and Right to like me and Fallis, and this dude was not in very good shape, and he wasn't very big either. And, if, and I'm, you know, I'm all right at the time. I was in pretty good shape and like all right size, but Fallis is a pretty big boy. And yeah, like, I know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like we get up and like we both shove him, but like Fallis, you know, he's stout. Like Prince puts this dude on his ass, and it's like get out of here, man. Like we're more mad at the situation. We're yeah. not so much him, but it's like, dude. What, what are you, like, what is wrong with you, man? Like, these guys are talking shit to each other. I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly, dude. I got a funny story about Fallis. If it's, if it's the guy I'm thinking of, fire guy, right? Yep, fire Mozilla? guy. Yep, yep. Okay, I'm pretty sure this is the guy then. We were doing our UTV training. Oh, yeah. So, um, so we were just, like, doing UTV around the cones or whatever. hmm And so Fallis was in, he, like, didn't he, like, rip his calf or something? Oh, he might have. I know he had, like, wrecked his back this last year. He did something to his leg. He was in, like, his big old boot. Oh, jeez. That came up, like, to his knee. Oh, jeez. So he was, like, he hobbled out there, and one of the things for the UTV is you got to drive straight at the guy, and then he'll, like, point left or right, and you got to do that. Uh-huh. And so I was like, okay, man, like, 
you're in a fucking boot. And false is a dude, you gotta run it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Jesus, dude. So he was just like fearless, no flinching. And I yeah. was like, okay, fucking floor to the UTV, and you're driving straight at him. And it's like, when are you gonna do it? When are you gonna do it? When are you gonna do it? Yeah. He'll point like left, and it's like the last possible second before I cream this guy in a boot. Yeah. Hit it left, and like, fearless, dude. Didn't even flinch. Oh, yeah. He's a beast, man. Yeah, especially like, if it was me, dude. I know how much of a shithead I was. <laughs> yeah. I don't want me driving at me. Yeah. Oh, know, I, dude. <laughs> I, yeah. Even like me now, man, like even though I'm like older, like who knows, you know, yeah. like you got a delayed reaction. Like, yeah. Especially in a boot. Exactly. It man. probably didn't make any difference, but it looked cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, man, yeah. He's, he's a beast, dude. Like I got a chance to work with him on detail uh, in Missoula there. And yeah. Just, and the nicest guy ever, man. Mm-hmm. And that's like why it's like, you know, this guy's talking trash to us. It's like, but like I said, the green hanger had a reputation, so that could be part of it. <laughs> yeah, it was always fun. Like, I would go out to a couple of the those games, and it's like uh, just because I had a couple of buddies from like either whatever crew I was on, oh, yeah, just guys I knew from hockey that were also fire. I just go watch them and yeah. talk shit from the other side of the glass. Oh, it's the best. Dude. Oh yeah, it's so oh, fun. it's the best. That's why I really like novice too, because of that. Like, I probably won't play. I don't know. It depends on what my team does. Hopefully the mm. team I'm on with Shannon goes up this next year. Yeah. And, uh, but man, I don't know. Hopefully. But anyways, yeah. yeah so like, that was kind of cool though. Cause like all the fire folks that would show up in the winter and just like yeah. you say, talk trash and like, <laughs> yeah. and I had to warm them too. Like before our last game in, in the novice championship, I was like, this is really bad hockey. Just let you know, yeah. like if you guys get nothing better to do, come, come hang. But yeah, if you, it's like, like so much fun. Like you go and you hang out all summer. Then after work, you go hang out and drink beer or whatever. And yeah. Yeah. Then the winter comes and you guys go hang out and you go hunting together or skiing together, play hockey. Oh, dude, it's, it's like huge, super man. sweet. It's really cool. Yeah. It's like huge for the mental health. Like we were talking yeah. about a bunch this year, you know, like a lot of times I think fire folks have a little trouble in the off season because mm. it's like, and you know, it is man. Like, yeah. It's like, there ain't nothing to do. Yeah. You go from like ripping fire season and you get maybe a little taper and especially seasonal all of a sudden you're just gone they're like well we got yeah. no more work we'll see you next year yeah and you're like okay and like yeah i like experienced that for sure not so much my first year in fire because i just went back home yeah and i was like backed with all my high school buddies kind of thing yeah and you're probably pretty jazzed up though like man yeah. i was out in montana yeah it was cool yeah but then my second year it was like i stayed here like yeah i played hockey and i was like coaching a, a u14 13 14 year old team oh cool but it was like on days where I wasn't like doing hockey all day, it was like there's nothing to do. Yeah, it's like so yeah, dark, you can go out you know? skiing or you can do this, you do that. I was like, oh, I don't really want to. Dude. I just like got stuck playing Xbox all day, and I got sick of Xbox pretty quick. That's it. Yeah, it's easy to get down that rabbit hole. Yeah. Xbox though, dude. Yeah, it's kind of like a little bit of a mental reprieve though, man. You get like into a really good game. Yeah, it was like it was cool for the first like I would say first month. I would sit at home in my boxers and crush Xbox for hours a day. Oh, yeah, dude. Hours a day. And then, like, start getting a little chubby. It's like, hmm. <laughs> dude, that walk to the fridge is getting a little harder. Yeah. Like, what in the Gotta fuck? Gotta go to the gym or something. Yeah, dude. And then you go to the gym for the first time after, like, a month off of just eating pizza and donuts. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, this is harder than I remember it being. Yeah, exactly, man. I, I go in with the sweatshirt on the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want to show off anything. Yeah. And then maybe towards about the time to start off, I'm back to the cutoffs, and I'm like, yeah, back to fire season. And that's, yeah, that's, like, always been kind of the thing. I get in awesome shape, and then fire season hits, and I'm like, ah, you know, by the time August comes around, I'm yeah. 
Like I'm not like in bad shape, but I'm not in the shape I want to be. You know. Yeah, my like coming into my second year to salmon, I had ran a marathon in Phoenix. Oh really, dude? Yeah, it was like right. It was in February, so like the whole COVID deal was like just I was just learning about it, just hearing about it. Oh yeah, yeah. But like, it wasn't not cool to like go hang out in public, no mask, and run a marathon if you wanted. You yeah. Know? So I like. And I trained pretty hard for this marathon. I, like, did, like, a Hal Higdon, like, whole marathon book. Oh, dude, huge. Yeah, because I was, like, how sick would it be? First ever marathon, qualify for Boston. Oh, dude, that's a goal, right? That would have been cool, you know? Yeah. And you can't shoot, you can't score unless you shoot, you know? Yeah, So I was going to shoot for it. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, I was on decent pace by, like, mile four. I knew I wasn't going to qualify for Boston. Oh, really? I was on, like, decent pace. It was mostly downhill. Oh, cool. The entire course. And then I get to like mile 22. I'm like, just, I'm so bored, dude. I'm like making phone calls and oh, really? yeah, all kinds of shit. It's like talking to my mom. He's like, what are you doing? I'm running a marathon. You are? Yeah, I'm bored. <laughs> That's awesome. But like mile 22, everything went bad, dude. That's what I was going like to ask. I heard everything like locked up the whole like wall thing. Right. And like, I was training like 80 miles a week, oh, like around dude. Christmas time, like before. Yeah. I got up to 80 miles a week, and I was like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to crush this. Yeah, dude. And I get there, mile 22. I shut down. Last four miles took me like 45 minutes. Oh, dude. Oh, it was brutal, and I was messed up for a while. Like, my toenails all black. My knees hurt. Oh, yeah, man. And then that that scared me a little bit because, like, going into salmon, I'm trying to, like, redeem myself a little bit from – how much of a chump I was here before. Yeah, I got like, the I board. Gotta, I got to crush the PT test, dude. I got to run that mile and a half, like, fast. Yeah. So I was, like, trying to go for a run, but my knee was killing me. Oh, no, dude. I was, like, yeah, dude. I was, like, physical therapist, like, three days a week. Yeah. gunning the hell out of my leg, all oh, kinds yeah, of stuff. Oh, yeah, I got one of those lightsabers. Uh, yeah, dude, I was trying everything. Like, I bought, like, four different pairs of shoes to try and see if, like, maybe it was the shoes. Yeah. Maybe if, like, one shoe with, like, a different heel drop or different insole would, like, oh, dude, fix it. Definitely something to that, too, man. Yeah. And then, like, I, tr- I tried so hard to, like, get my time down, which I ended up doing pretty good. Like, I I didn't do awesome. Yeah. It wasn't, like, a sub-nine-minute mile and a half, but I did way better than than the year before in in every aspect the pushes pull up sit-ups and the run so i was super stoked about that well that's good man you probably done a little better without the marathon yeah i would have i was kind of dumb but yeah i was supposed to do it with my sister (laughs) my like sister broke her foot oh like two weeks for the marathon oh yeah whatever yeah i took this oh man i can't remember but my major is health and human performance and one Mm -hmm. of the courses we did we went into like individual sport or something and we talked about a marathon and this little crackling thing is killing me. I don't know what it is, but um, nah, I'm not going to be able to fix it. I'm not taking enough of this. But anyways, I, the small, um, like in the whole population, the amount of people who've completed a marathon mm-hmm. is like so tiny. It, it blew my mind. And I was like, it made me want to do it, right? I was like, yeah. man, I never, man, I didn't know it was like that difficult of a thing. Because you see like Boston and you see like just, it seems like hundreds of people. I don't know how many people are in Boston, but that's what it looked like to me, you know? Yeah. Or in any of the, you know, Missoula Marathon or something. So it was like, that's wild. So I always want to do it, but I've never half marathons as far as I've gone. To qualify for Boston for my age group, I would have had to run the marathon at like a 6.30 pace, which dude. I can barely do one mile at a 6.30 pace, dude. Dude, that is moving, man. I think yeah. 
somewhere i can't remember what, like my average was but it was somewhere between like 7 30 and 8 minute miles is what i was doing for the half marathon still slower than that yeah it's so nuts and i felt yeah. like i was moving dude yeah like, i couldn't imagine a 6 30 yeah like the whole like like on my run today i was like try, i always track my heart rate with the garmin to see like my heart rate zone yeah, yeah i know i can do like a heart rate zone four for about 45 minutes before it starts to keep going up to like five and i start dying oh i hate that dude and i can do three i mean i did my entire marathon at zone three. Oh really so you can do that forever yeah yeah it was like dude like in zone three it's like i'm running an 11 minute pace dude what's going on oh dude i, I feel like i should be faster yeah man yeah oh that's yeah that's so tough though dude like i don't you know like David Goggins, I don't know if you're watching oh, yeah. this stuff. I know plenty about David Goggins. Yeah, he, he talks about, like, doing the Vegas Marathon. Remember yeah. at first he was just going to walk it? Yeah. And, like, he was all beat up, and then he heard the gun go, and he started running. And yeah. then, like, next thing you know, he's on the Boston pace. That guy's an animal, dude. Oh, dude, just a beast, man. Yeah. And, the like. Whole mindset, man. Whatever you think about the guy, one, he doesn't care. Yeah. And two, like, why do you care? I know. That's, like, because. Everyone's got their opinions about other people or whatever, but, like, you got to respect it, dude. Yeah. Like, guy's a freak yeah dude I'm, I'm with you man yeah he gets a lot of flack and i don't know like maybe just too intense for people yeah but, i mean whatever dude yeah like he said one thing it was like super profound to me i don't blanking on what it was if i remember i'll just shout it out yeah just do it man anytime yeah, <sighs> yeah. like i read his book too and like his story is out outrageous dude so inspirational man yeah i mean even just the weight loss twice yeah you know? Yeah, I think everyone can learn a couple of things from those types of people, you know? Yeah, I agree, man. I think he, maybe he annoys people who aren't having those hurdles. So they're like, yeah, you I know, mean, I, don't I don't know, know dude. Yeah, because yeah, for me, it's just more inspiration. But I get inspired by everything, you know? Like, yeah, just an always stoked guy. Oh, uh, yeah, man, dude. I don't know. Like, that's like this podcast, man. Like, I was just like, dude, I, th- I like talking to people, man. I want to yeah. get this going, you know? And Yeah, it's like super cool you decided to do this, too. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Well, dude, yeah. I appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah. You know, and... And like the hockey community and, and just, you know, in the, in the base of this is, it's going to be mostly fire just cause like, that's what I know, you know, mm-hmm. you're fired. Yeah. And, but, um, and this is going to be like, I'm probably going to repeat this every podcast, but just getting people out, man, just get, get you off the couch and get you to go do some like yeah. hockey, skiing, running, you know, like public lands, man. Like yeah. there's so many beautiful public lands out there. Yeah. We were, we were talking about just like recreation around Missoula before we got sidetracked with something yeah. else. Yeah. Dude. It's like, there's so much to do out here which was one of the reasons why i decided to stay and Yo, like, totally. totally underutilize it yeah same well that's what we we're talking about yeah. like like i've been up to blue mountain and, and done some falling, but i haven't done as much as i should yeah you know, and i'll go there for hikes with the dogs once in a while which i mean it's a drive for me now but like there's yeah. so many canyons up and down the bitterroot that are just amazing you know yeah, i'm not i'm not like a big biker or fisher or hunter so it's like i don't do any of those things and then i'm like oh man like what am i gonna do but like you just go out and chill and cruise, dude. Yeah, totally, There's so man. much to do. Go surf the wave. Yeah, well, I can't really surf, but no. <laughs> it would be cool to float down it. Oh, yeah, totally, man. I went floating one time down here. You know where White Trash Beach is? Oh, yeah. White yeah, Trash Beach. By, by Emu. Yeah, you know that big old rock like 50 yards upstream from it? Mm-hmm. So I was floating with somebody, and like we get in the water, and it was like a total shit show off the rip. Oh, no. Like the float or the – we had like a double – and it was like immediately there's a hole in it, so we were starting to sink. Oh, so no. I was like plugging the hole, and I stayed like that for like two hours. We were floating, and like one person was on an air mattress. Oh, dude! Which 
sick idea. Yeah. It worked out fine until we got to that spot. Oh, no. Like, I see the rock. Like, we're two minutes away from hitting the rock. I'm like, okay, like, we should go that way. They were like, oh, we're good, we're good. It's like, we're going that way. We should go that way. Yeah, no, yeah. we're good, we're good. We start getting closer. It's like, all right, I'm, I'm calling. Like, I'm starting to push push the, the float over. Mm-hmm. And then we, like, just get sucked into it. We go ass over tea kettle over this rock. It was like, oh, my God. One, it's super embarrassing. Two, we knew about this for, like, 10 minutes. Like, why did we do something? Slow train wreck. Yeah. (laughs) And, like, oh, just everything went everywhere. It was a total gong show. Like, just field day. Like, I found three flip-flops. I was trying to swim around, like, collect everyone, everyone's things. Yeah, yeah. Lost the air mattress. Oh, it was just gone? Yeah, it like popped oh, as we went right. over the rock. It like yeah. popped and it's like it was thin. just gone. Yeah, lost the air mattress. Someone like broke their toe. Uh, I collected three flip flops. I lost one of my favorite shirts. Oh, I was dude. really bummed about that. That's a bum deal there, man. Yeah. Oh man, it was like. Phew. There's probably so many pairs of shades dude, in that I same spot. Been, I have not been floating since, dude. Oh really? Yeah. The ruined for it or what? No, I just oh. well at least not here. I did it in Salmon. Salmon oh, cool. is another cool place. To, like go out and do things that's what i heard man like yeah. you know when i talked to you repelled all they were like man it's awesome you got such a big crew so you just got like yeah. such a big group of homies and you're just like well, let's go hit the river and like that's what you do yeah work. a lot of the guys are like super into mountain biking it's not my flavor but yeah if you're a big mountain biker like salmon's really sick there's oh, a lot cool. of like cool trails Goldbug hot springs yeah i've been to Goldbug a handful of times i've never Gold. been it's so it's so rad that's what i heard man it yeah. looks awesome though like, the picture i've seen looks yeah. amazing and then sometimes you'll hear like some of the guys are like, oh, there's like people post it on Instagram and they come and they just want to take Instagram pictures. Like, go take your Instagram pictures. Like, yeah. that's cool, dude. Yeah, exactly. Get out there, dude, man. Yeah. yeah. Like, who cares? Why do you care? Oh, dude, I know. And like, I think that's what like, you know, I might get a little hate for this because like, oh, you're, you're giving away everything. No, not anymore. The internet's been around for yeah. a long time. Everyone yeah. knows where everything is. Goldbug was in like some kind of magazine. It was like rated as the top hot spring in the country. Like, yeah. go to Goldbug. Yeah, exactly. Goldbug I think that's where I first rad. heard about it. Yeah. yeah. It's Goldbug like, is sick. Yeah, that's amazing, man. There's so many good hot springs, too. Yeah. Know? Yeah, like, my lady, she wanted to go to a hot spring this weekend. I told her, no, I got to do a podcast. Oh, man. Well, <laughs> not, not, not actually, but. Oh, man. Yeah, there's, like. Makes for a cool story. There's some, like, super close by, like, springs that are, like, feeding in the river. There's pools that are just going down the mountain, like Goldbug. Yeah. If you haven't been to Goldbug, you got to go to Goldbug. Yeah, make it, for anyone that make might be listening. Point, yeah. Make it a point to go to Goldbug. Super cool looking, man. The view from yeah. the Goldbug looks amazing. It's kind of like nestled in like a canyon, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's like a two-mile hike up. The hike's not difficult, really. When I when I took my girlfriend there and... Um, Were you flip-flops or shoes? Oh, it was snowing. Oh. Yeah, so because so many people had gone up there, like all the snow had been like packed down into ice. Oh, yeah. So it was like treacherous yeah, getting dude. up and down. But shit, still worth it. We ended up getting stuck like... Cause we have to go over the pass, right? Oh yeah, yeah. It was snowing like as we tried to leave, and it was dark, and oh, I don't have four wheel drive on the truck. Oh from really? North Carolina. Yeah, don't two inches it. of snow is the most. Yeah. So I was like, mm, "Fuck this, we're going back." Yeah, dude. But I mean, like, you know, a lot of the roads are maintained. Yeah. You get away with the two wheel drive, right? Yeah. And you get better gas mileage. Yeah, and then like, I just been exposed to so much more stuff like outside, like. uh Ish Brown, Ish. You know him. Yeah, 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 that's my boy, dude. I gotta, get, I gotta get him out of here, man. I, mean, I think I talked to him about it a little bit, but such a rad dude. I mean, every yeah. like, every he's so good at so many things. So I, he like took me out hunting a couple times, and like I'd never been hunting before. Yeah, yeah. And it was like 
he's like a mountain goat, dude. We went hunting this past uh, winter. Uh, I forget where we were. We were kind of up by the reservoir near Reynolds Lake kind of thing. Oh, gotcha. Near Trapper, I think. I'm, yeah. I don't know, man. It was a 45-minute drive. I can tell you that. Yeah, that's about that same area, so yeah, that we sounds about right. We didn't see, like, a single animal the first day. The next day, like, we saw, like, a couple uh, cow, elk. Oh, nice. He was going for bulls, but yeah, didn't see any of those. And it was, like, just hiking around. We got to, like, the peak of some of these mountains, and the view was incredible. Oh, dude. Super windy and super cold, so we didn't stay for very long. Yeah. But it was, it was so cool. We were just, like, walking in snow drifts, and you would plop down, like, to your waist. So, <sighs> ooh. I'm going to walk over that way. He's walking on top of the snow. Yeah, yeah. It was, like, super rad. Like, I had never seen – that's, like, one of the things about fire, too. Like, I've seen so many areas, so many places I never would have seen otherwise. Dude, 100%, man. Never. I would have never been to Mormon Lake. Oh, yeah. Here, yeah, I never would have been there. I've still never been. Super sick spot. Yeah. Super sick spot. I never would have been to Nogales, yeah. which, like, the landscape there is, like, some people might think it's boring. There's still so much, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's desert, and it's brutal out there. The heat will kill you. Oh, dude. But it's so cool. Yeah, dude, I, I totally agree, man. Like, there's some yeah. spots in, like, California that I would never know about. Yeah. You know, like, in Northern California, you know, like, just awesome. Yeah, I'd never seen the Pacific Ocean, really, until uh, my first year. Well, actually, yeah. At least never seen it and remembered it. Oh, yeah. Until... My first year in fire, and we went to that Chetco Bar fire that was on the border of Oregon and California. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Beautiful country up there, dude. Yeah, it was like right at the tail end of the fire, so there wasn't a whole lot for us to do. My uh, captain on the engine ended up taking over. Like, it was giving back to districts, and he took over as a Type 4 IC. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, but like super rad. I've never seen bigger trees, dude. Yeah. I've never seen someone cut down a bigger tree so fast. Dude, really? So, yeah, we were just tailing some professional fallers. And that is so they cool, were, man. Yeah, they were. They look badass. It's like this little skinny guy yeah. with this saw that's taller than him. This is huge. Just yeah. knocking over the biggest tree you ever seen. Yeah. And like the coast was like, it wasn't like Miami coast, it, but it was cool, you know? It was yeah. like foggy and kind of rainy. And yeah, kind of chilly. all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. really cool. I'd never seen it. Yeah, I've only, like, kind of been near that area, too. Like, I still haven't spent much time on the Oregon coast. Yeah. And I think I was just a little bit south where you were at on, mm-hmm. on, on fire one time. And there was a little bit of dunes there, but, it, yeah, yeah it, was, it was still, like you said, super cool. And a bunch of the folks in the crew had never been yeah. to the ocean. So, like, we made just a little detour to our hotel. So the, the sun was just going down, you know, yeah. just enough for them to take some all right pictures and dip a toe into the pacific yeah. you know go stand in the wave for a second yeah, run back it's fucking so cool. freezing yeah because they're all you know like a bunch of folks were like we're gonna go jump in and uh the acting soup at the time was like yeah go ahead yeah. <laughs> you know like knowing that one of my one of my top days in fire dude was that first year when we were on the coast oh yeah and like a big rainstorm came through and i mean the fire was not like non-existent there was still like flames coming up here and there but yeah it was dying um, and like rain had come in overnight and then we were told like, Hey, you guys like can't go there cause there's landslides all over the place. Oh geez. Just mudslides like, yeah. Cause it rained so hard and like oh, all yeah. the ash, whatever the ground oh. was super loose. Yeah. 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 Which I mean, it's I don't like think ki- I saw a single flame from that fire. Dude. Oh, oh really? <laughs> yeah. But anyways, for the rest of the day, like we were just like free to chill. We we're still getting paid. It was like, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go sit in the hot tub. Oh, awesome! So I sat in the hot tub, 
I was like, oh, yeah, this is sick. Oh, that's amazing, dude. Yeah, we, like, considered going to watch the Yarnell Hill movie. Oh, yeah. yeah I never considered I that. I haven't seen it. I still haven't. Yeah, I was going to ask if you. I want to. I don't. That's the problem, man. Like, it, you know, even though I wasn't on that fire, it was mm-hmm. still, like, such a shockwave through the community. Were you in fire when that happened? I wasn't. Yeah, it must have been right before you started, huh? Yeah, but what was it, 2017? Well, no, I think it was back in 2013, I want to oh, say. 13. Yeah, because I thought it was my rookie year. on that. Yeah, ah, it's one of those deals, man. Yeah. There's so many numbers, you know? Yeah. It's like, well, because 19 sticks in my head because it's 19 killed, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, 19 always sticks in my head, so I think 2019, but then luckily I rookie that year, so that's why I remember it. Not yeah. lucky, you know. Just yeah, luckily whatever. for me, but not for them. Yeah. Either. Yeah, terrible, but uh, yeah, it was just like a rough year, man. There's a lot of casualties that year. Yeah. It was just like, I was under all the stress from rookie training, and, and you know, uh, maybe it's just me being a wimpy, but man, I felt like exhausted mm-hmm. after that season, like mostly mentally, because, yeah. man, it was just so many tragedies that year, dude. It was, yeah. it was rough, man. Yeah, it was like the year, my first year in fire, there was that uh, kid that was killed up here by the Lola Peak fire, I believe. Oh, yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah, he got, bad news. He got killed, and then... Yeah, by a snag, right, I think? Yeah. Yeah, there was, there was a handful of things that had happened here, and, like... I mean, it, it matters because I'm in fire and, like, those are other fire guys. But, Definitely, like yeah. I said, my captain was from here and, like, knew the guy personally kind of thing. And Yeah, dude. So, yeah, it's like, I mean, you understand, like, car crashes happen all the time. People die in car crashes. Yeah, well, totally. But then once you, like, know someone who was in that kind of situation, you're like, okay, it's, like, way more real than I expect. Yeah, man. And, and I don't know, maybe it's just me, but it seems like it's almost like first year in fire, mm. if, you know, if you're like similar to mine, it was like there was casualties. Seems like there's always you know tragedies every year, which sucks. But mm-hmm. it's it felt like man, that sucks. Like you'd be bummed out and you'd be like trying to think, yeah. like, man, if I was in those shoes, like what would I have done, kind of deal, you know, and trying yeah. to learn from it. And then all of a sudden, it's like the next year, it's like I don't know, someone in the forest or somebody, somebody new, you know, yeah. was injured or whatever might have happened, you know. And then it's like, geez, it just feels like it's closing in on you, you know. Yeah. And that's like kind of how it was for me, you know, like my rookie season. Yarnell, you know, mm-hmm. and then, um, you know, one of the sm- two smoke jumpers uh, died that season too, and then, um, and then after that, I think I don't remember like any big tragedy that was like kind of close to home. But then, like you said, the Little Peak fire, man, that was like right in our back door. Just yeah, jeez, like, dude, it's, it feels like it's getting so close. Yeah, and it's like situations like that, like you never expected to happen, and then all of a sudden you're like stuck. It's like, oh shit yeah dude there's one one fire that we had in in utah we repelled at like ten thousand feet it was like super sick spot to repel but uh when we got there i think we all kind of like started to realize like we probably shouldn't be here like we were we repelled in our safety zone oh gotcha um and the only reason the helicopter couldn't land there is because there's brush everywhere oh gotcha so the brush would have like nailed the tail yeah um so we get there and we're like starting to like do some things and like do some drops or whatever. And the fire starts to pick up and we're like, we're like almost surrounded 360 degrees. Like not cool. Yeah, dude. It's pretty, yeah. It started to blow up a little bit and you know, I was still, I had never really been in a situation like that. So I was like kind of leaning on the more experienced guys that like, they seemed like they were chilling and like had a handle on Yeah. It. They had a handle, but yeah, for me it was like, should we be here right now? Dude, like, is this is this cool? <laughs> we yeah. good? Oh, dude, for sure, yeah. man. 
Yeah. I mean, obviously we were, but yeah, yeah, it was all right. And yeah, it's weird too. Cause I can, I think almost anybody who's been in fire, you know, long enough has had that experience that they could re- recall from their first few you know, years or, yeah. you know, however long and be like, man, there's a, felt sketchy, but now looking back on it, you know, or, or once you're in that same yeah, situation as older, you're like, it wasn't, you know? yeah, it wasn't as bad, but just cause you, I think you have more information, yeah. you know, cause you know more, hopefully. You yeah. Know? I mean, everyone talks about like, Building those slides. Yeah, get the slideshow going. Super common thing to say is build those slides. Yeah. And like, yeah, like makes sense. I used to like just hate it when people said that. It was sounds so cliche and so dumb. Yeah. But then I started ripping it out like, yeah, you just, you'll get those slides. So, can't yes, just, especially like can't your first... you just said that, but I don't know how to say it any better. Oh, exactly. Yeah, there's nothing better. Yeah. I was the same way like my first year, and it's so frustrating because you're like, I don't have any slides. Like, I haven't been on fire. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know what to, yeah. Like, are these just going to show up? You know, like, how these slides work? Yeah. You know, and then finally, like, you get on the fires, and you're like, oh, gotcha. And that's, I think that's why those tragedy fires are, like, not only brutal because a life is lost, but also because if you've been in it long enough, you, you put yourself in those shoes, and you're like, man, like, yeah. what would I have done? You know, like, it. it and especially like the some of the tree snag stuff, it's like yeah, what do you do? Like wrong place, wrong time. Some of that, you know. Yeah, and there's like there's just so there's so many out there that are like tough too, because it's like you can like armchair quarterback kind of deal and be like, yeah, like that's where you fucked up, yeah. and you can pinpoint it. But like, I've never been in a situation like that. Like now, what? Yeah, you know? like I can't. I hope I wouldn't mess up like that, but no, dude, that's like you can and you might. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Because especially when you see somebody, you know, like the RNL incident, hot shots. Yeah. You're like, dang, man. Like when hot shots, when something happens to hot shots and repeller smoke jumpers, anybody who's been in for a minute, you know, you're like, yeah, man, it makes me think, like, dude. I mean, is it easy to get like, I don't know, tunnel visioned on, you know, task oriented or task saturated? I guess is kind of the term, you know. You yeah. Have, like get so set on the goal and you just your essay goes down i don't know what it is yeah and like we were talking earlier about like my birthday fire when the jumpers like burn out around the gear and it's like yo it sounds gnarly but we didn't like we weren't scared for them or nothing you know yeah but it i mean with the hot mic thing too we only got pieces it could have been super bad oh yeah it totally. was super bad and jumping repellent's kind of in that same world where it's like you get dropped off you're by yourself yeah like you got to be smart. Yeah, totally, man. And like, Especially when there's a dummy like me down there. It's like, now the qualified has to be extra smart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You got some dummy down here with you. Oh, dude, yeah, man. Yeah, I'm right there with you, man. Yeah. And then, like, from the view, everyone thinks you get a good view of the, of the landscape from the air, but, man, you don't know how tall brush is. You don't know yeah. how big a spot actually is. It you looks know? way less steep from the air all the time. Oh, all the time, dude. And you're like, yeah, I could probably like, get out of there. Fuck, I should have went. Shouldn't have hiked, shouldn't have done legs this morning. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. Like, oh, that was going to be chill. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it could be tough that way, man. Yeah, if I'm up on, like, the, the upload, like, getting ready to go, so, I'm on the next fire. Yeah. I ain't lifting legs. No, dude. I'm I might st- go for a short run and some yoga. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. I was just going to say that, man, just, like, a short little run. You stretch it out a little bit, like, yeah. yoga. Yoga's so good, man. I think oh, it's yeah, really... Dude undervalued yeah i don't stretch enough as it is i don't think anybody does no man i I don't think so either and like uh one of my really good friends Mm -hmm. uh john loveney was talking to me before he rookied the year before i did i think or two years i can't Mm -hmm. remember but before i did and my mile time was just stagnant i could not get a mile a faster mile and i was getting miles in so i was going pretty good but i could not get any could not get the time down and you know you want to go into rookie training it's probably a good idea to try to run about a nine minute mile and a half you know you want to be moving so um 
I, uh, he's like, dude, come do some hot yoga with me. And when did hot yoga and dude, that, huh. that time dropped way off. Cause really? yeah, I was just getting so tight cause all the training and I wasn't, huh. and I'm an idiot and I don't stretch. Yeah. So like going to hot yoga makes me stretch, you know? Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. It helped a ton. I've, and I think it helps cardio wise too. Cause you're trying to do nose breathing the whole time. Yeah. You know? and yeah. I've been like, I wish there was a sauna like at my gym. Cause I keep hearing about like Joe Rogan talks about sun all the Dude, time. I got a sun, man. It's awesome. Oh, word. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's why like, I, I wish I had have this at my house. I wish I had a sun. Like every like top athlete I hear, like either if he's talking on like a podcast or like a book or something, like if they're doing it, there's a reason they're doing it. You know. Dude, a hundred percent, man. So like, why does everyone want to talk about a sauna? I read like I heard some kind of, I don't know where I heard this, so it's probably not factual. But it was like the gains made from like some untrained athletes or untrained participants in this study, like with their running times or whatever, there was the runners, the non runners and the runners plus sauna. And it was like the runners plus the sauna it was like 15 minutes after you run had like a 30% gain Dude. over just the runners and just the, well, probably way more than the non runners. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. They probably didn't do, do too hot. Yeah. But yeah. So I've like, Sit in the steam room trying to tolerate that because that sucks. Feels like, dude, yeah, it's choking you. Yeah, taking like a hot bath or something, trying to like loosen up a little bit, and that also sucks. Water hurts. Yeah, oh, dude, <laughs> I know. Like, I, I make myself ice bath at home, like, yeah. especially when I'm really sore. Like, I try to ice just... baths, oh, those suck. Oh, they do, man. And I kind of like them though because of track in college, I do all the yeah. time. And... Every time I've tried that, dude, I just feel like such a wimp. Oh, I know, man. I'm like sticking my toes in the water, like, oh, it's cold. Oh, I know, it's man. Cold. I, I try not to feel it, and I just plunge in. Oh, man. And then, uh, and then I get like something like as interesting as I can. It doesn't matter because at yeah. some point your brain's not gonna even care what you're looking at because mm -hmm. you're just like fighting through it. Yeah. But like, so I'll, I'll get something kind of interesting that I know, like a video that's gonna last 20 minutes that I know yeah. I'm like into. And, uh, like lately I've been watching world's strongest man, like Hell competitors, yeah. like those guys. Yeah. Uh, cause man, like those, it's insane what those guys can lift. So I'm like really interested in that. Yeah. And, uh, so, but like at some point I'm just staring off into space and mm -hmm. I'm like trying to get through it. And I can't remember. It's like, I, I had it down to like, like at five minutes, I think it's when it's like, holy hell. And I start breathing heavier and I try to control yeah. it. And, but then after I'm over that hurdle, it's fine. You know, I'll just, I'll yeah. just chill. And it's like, yeah, I mean. There's like one of the things like Jocko said on one of his podcasts. It was like super profound to me. It's not the one I was mentioning earlier, so I don't remember that one. Yeah, I was waiting. I was waiting for the drop. Yeah, I haven't remembered it yet. Yeah. But he was like, if you want to be a faster runner, run faster. You want to be tougher, be tougher. You want to yeah. wake up early, wake up early. Yeah. It's like, Just huh. simple. Like, yeah, it sounds so simple. It's like, you want to like, I would say it to myself, like trying to get in the ice bath. It's like, you want to be tougher, be tougher. And yeah, I was yeah. trying to get in the bath as fast as I could. And then, you know, over time, like, it, it's a muscle that you flex and work out. Like, it got easier over time. Dude, 100%. Water was still 45 degrees. It was still fucking cold. Yeah. But, like, it it got easier. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for I sure. Still, still wasn't good at oh, it. it still. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. And like, Jesus. Yeah, I feel yeah. like tell you, control your breathing and, like, Wim Hof and stuff. You know? Oh, it's yeah. Like, oh. That guy's another freak of nature. Oh, just, yeah, insane, man. Him and, like, well, and then, like, we were talking about the sauna, and Laird Hamilton had, like, a, a bike in the sauna. Yeah. He was, oh, geez. I'm, I say freak of nature, but it's not like he didn't work for what he does now. No, yeah, but it's just, I mean, there's there's just, like, that mental mm -hmm. toughness that, like you said, like, it's callus. It's a yeah. callus, right? They they earned it, and, yeah. like, callus is on your hand. You know, it's from work. Yeah. But it's, uh, 
they got a little harder callus than most, yeah. you know? One of the debates I like to rip out, especially with the fire guys, is there's no such thing as natural talent. Yeah. Agree or disagree. What are you asking me right now? Yeah, right I now. I think there's a little bit of natural. I think it's I think it's I say there's no such thing. I don't know. There man. is no natural talent ever. Yeah, that's what I thought. And then I think I thought I heard Bo Jackson say he never like really lifted weights. It doesn't matter, dude. Like yeah. you gotta think, like, yeah, Bo Jackson, you say, Oh, a freak of nature, but if I'm thinking like well, I mean, I know hockey the best, so I'm going to yeah. talk about Sidney Crosby. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah Everyone great. can have their opinions about Sidney Crosby, but who's the best hockey player in the world? Like currently? Who, currently, it's probably Connor McDavid. But, yeah, but maybe a couple years ago. Yeah, you look at Connor McDavid's stats versus Crosby's stats when he was the same age, they were pretty similar. Yeah. They're like right there together for some record about fastest to 500 points or something like that. I don't oh, know. Oh, gotcha. Or 1,000, Yeah. Maybe. I don't know if Connor McDavid's got quite that much. But anyways... Yeah, like just animals, dude. Yeah. They're extremely good at what they do, but also like I've seen the net that Sidney Crosby used to shoot on at Shattuck St. Mary's, and it was black. Oh, from all the like, puck marks? From all the puck marks. Jeez, all the dude. red pipe was gone. He yeah. would take a 1,000 shots a day. Legend has it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's well, like, Michael Jordan, same deal, right? Yeah, they worked for that. It's like you mm-hmm. don't see it. You just see what they do. And like, oh, he was just naturally gifted. He was 13 years old playing with 17 years old people or kids it's yeah. like i don't know man like every moment of your life has led up to that one and the next one and the next one totally and yeah i mean i he think he's in putting in his own work yeah like have you ever heard of like someone saying like uh they're you know like a, especially like in college football they'll talk mm-hmm. about like yeah that, you know that quarterback's got like a 30 year old head on his shoulders or something like that yeah. it's just it's it's almost like having better foresight like i know like if I work hard, there's going to be results, yeah. you know? And it's like, for some reason, when I was younger, I think I was stuck on the natural talent train. Yeah. And so like, but when I got older, I realized, Oh no, I just, I just got to work my ass off, you know? Yeah. Like I'm not naturally gifted, like at hockey or skating or anything, but like, I like to think that I'm one of the quicker guys around. Yeah. Yeah. You got some speed. And that's what I was saying. From the time I was like eight years old to the time I was like 16, I was telling you about this the other day. I had those skate weights, dude, I'm one glad pound you brought, skate weights. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, man. That's huge. Yeah, dude. And it's like, was I training, act like consciously training? No, but I had the skate weights on and it did something. Yeah. No, that, that totally makes sense. In the, you know, there's a goofy movie from like when I was a kid. I don't know if you saw it, but the Three Ninjas. No. Like these little kids. And no. like at one of the movies, there's like a bunch. Of, it's kind of like Mighty Ducks, but like with a martial arts kind of deal. Nice. Yeah, it's kind of goofy, but. Uh, and one of them, they put on ankle weights and then all of a sudden these little kids are dunking. Yeah. And I was like, Oh man, I want ankle weights when yeah. I was a kid. You know, I never what, got PF them. PF flyers. Yeah. Run faster, jump yeah, higher. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Just like the Sandlot, man. Yeah. You know? And, and then, well, even that story, like I just, it's not the, the, you know, I used to think like, Oh man, if I had YouTube when I was younger, but I think it just was, I just wasn't putting time in because it, like Sandlot was a perfect example of his kids like Benny, yeah. you know, the PF flyers, dude. Yeah. He, they just he remember he want to play football mm-hmm. or I mean baseball no matter what the weather remember they're like sweating their asses off and they want to go to the the pool and he's all about playing he makes fun of them for wanting to go to the pool because he's like no man we're out here to play yeah, ball that's what we do crushing baseball yeah and then he goes and he's in the majors you know he's in yeah. MLB down the road and Smalls is the announcer you know so it shows that Benny's hard work you know paid off yeah and like we want to go back to like hockey talk about Wayne Gretzky like oh he had incredible vision he could see everything it was like. Yeah, but also another legend has it. Yeah, he used to watch hockey on TV with a piece of paper and like the rink on the piece of paper. And I just he heard would, about this, and he would draw where the puck was going. Yeah, 
So like my brother was just talking about this. Did you talk to my brother about this? No, I don't think so. Oh, that's why you and my brother must. I, try, I tried it once. I tried it when I was like ten, dude. It was oh, really? Incredibly hard. Yeah. Explain it more. Sorry, because I cut you off. So, yeah, like he just watches the game with like a he piece would watch of paper. the game on TV and like have a piece of paper like on a, on a board or a book or something, and he would take his pen or pencil and just track the puck without looking at the board but watching the tv track the puck where it was going on the board how smart is that dude so yeah like by the end of the game it's just look, looks like it's scribbled on by a nine-year-old or five-year-old yeah but did that do something you know who knows yeah because maybe it worked maybe it didn't yeah but i mean the proof is kind of in the pudding is the old saying you know because yeah like, i mean you think the about one yeah like because wasn't like the part of the purpose was to see where the puck was going to be most like, when he looked at it afterwards, he's like, oh, man, LaPuck uh, spends a lot of time in the zone or something. I, thought. I didn't read too much into it. I was just like, huh, that's like, I don't know anyone else has done that. I don't either, but I'm, dude, I'm reading into yeah. everything because I'm like, you know, how yeah. that, you know, I'm always curious, dude. I'm like, how that happened? Like, what is he doing there? And yeah, then, guys just got like six shots, you know? Like, how many times have they shot a puck? Yeah. Thousands. Tens of thousands of times, you know? Dude. All those reps and the whole, like, 10,000-hour rule kind of thing. Like, yeah, I don't know all about that, but. Yeah, I think there's definitely something to it because, well, even like, you know, loop back to Goggins. Did you ever see, and I think it was in his book where he's talking about how he's going to that, he's got to take that scuba test or whatever. Yeah. And he's got to, yeah. and he's a, he's got a whole, you know, he's a horrible student. So he has to like write every word down in a notebook, you know, in a couple notebooks or whatever he did, you know, yeah. to get it retained. I wouldn't say he's a horrible student. I'd say he's a fantastic student. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. Because he was smart. But he wasn't at that level where he, yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, because he was smart enough to like I know what you're saying too. Because he's he was smart enough to realize where his his uh, weaknesses weakness. Yep, yeah. and was able to. And that's and like I had a professor tell me that before I knew anything mm. about Goggins, and I was like, man, where is my weakness? You know, like it, I got so many. <laughs> you know, yeah. like and then you know, yeah, like Goggins was like, hey, I can't retain shit. So like I need to write it down and find a different way to retain. At least I think that's what I got out of it. But yeah, like. There's no way, like, you can tell me that people are just born with the innate talent of doing this or doing that. Yeah. It's like guys like Goggins, he's not talented at running. Yeah. He, fuck, he runs because he doesn't like running. Exactly. And he runs a lot. Yeah, that's why. Oh. His, his easy day is a seven-mile run. Do you know how hard it is to run seven miles? Oh, dude, yeah. Like, like, when was the last time you ran seven miles? I know I'm saying that, and some of the fire guys' podcast is like, oh, yeah, I just crushed, like, 45 miles yesterday. No big deal. Yeah, we're in a, yeah, we're in a different culture. You yeah, know? But, but that's we're in a different kind of realm. Yeah. The average person, the average person's overweight. Yeah, well, The yeah. average person's fat. Yeah, like, you know? Yeah, I was talking to somebody about that. You know, it, you know, it's it's just kind of like the American dream in a weird way is that, like, yeah. you, you get to college, you know, hopefully stay in a little bit of shape there because you're active and you're young. Then you get yeah. your job, right? And then... Everyone thinks you do a lot of drinking in college, but it's usually afterwards because, you know, it's like becomes your routine. At least this is just yeah. my own observations. You know, it's like people, they're not as active. They drink probably more because they're drinking more, you know, consistently. Mm. Even if it's not getting drunk every night, you still like have a couple beers or whatever. Yeah. Putting on, like getting those calories. That's the reason why, I mean, not that I care, but it's just like empty calories that you're not working yeah. off anymore. So like once you get, you know, my age, you know, not so many folks are fit anymore i got know? lucky enough to poison myself with like didn't get like alcohol poisoning but it was like the one and only time i ever blacked out and it was not cool and this like put me in a whole put me off beer i can't yeah. like i'm not a big beer guy yeah i, I used to I'm not be a big a drinker at all to be honest like i'll have a white claw here and there yeah or a beer like after hockey like your brother would offer me the rainiers where i'd be like yeah i'll take one oh, yeah, but man. because you offer and because we're like hanging out 
And then it's like, I drink half. I'm like, mm, I don't really want this anymore. Yeah, that, that's the only thing I kind of like, like that kind of socially, like because yeah. of my Crohn's, I, man, I mean, which is kind of nice because I quit it just because it makes me feel a little worse than mm-hmm. most people, you know, yeah. like in, I mean, everyone kind of feels, I think most people feel like shit when they drink and I just yeah. feel like more like shit. I so. get super tired and it's like <laughs> yeah. not that fun. Yeah, man. Even before my Crohn's is bad, like I get just bloated, you know, yeah. and I hate that bloated feeling. So I, fu- I hate it when people are like, oh, but you're young. You don't, you're young. You get shut up dude yeah you don't have to wake up hungover well i mean maybe you do if you're drinking but yeah. why would you choose that i hate that oh i'm with you man yeah i don't like that. and part of the reason why i stopped drinking is because i went back to school and i was mm. like dude i don't have that many brain cells to spare yeah. man i need every one of these little buggers man yeah, the guys in salmon so down at the uh the old pork battler they would do trivia on wednesday nights oh, yeah. and i went a couple times and they had this one like sour beer and i like sour beer it's all right yeah it's kind of tasty i'm not gonna drink a thousand of them because the sugary taste in my mouth and all my breath is gonna kill me oh yeah but it was pink oh nice so the guys would give me a bunch of shit about drinking a pink beer and i was like whatever man this is what i like yeah yeah totally yeah that's you know i don't it's gonna be a controversial statement right now ipas are disgusting i'm not a fan either man i was just gonna say when you said sour yeah i don't like ipas or pales dude never have man like oh Back when I first started drinking, like, you know, 21, going to breweries, it was yeah, mostly, dude. like, IPAs and pails. So I'm not like, an IPA guy. No, me either, man. I tried, man. Like, I was just tastes like liquid bread. And not yeah. even good bread. Yeah. Bitter yeah, like, bitter bread. Yeah, like a rough sourdough. Oh, not, <laughs> Something like that. not a fan. No, thank you. Yeah, dude, I, I definitely have trouble with it, too, man. Yeah. Like, and, I'll, you know, a lot of people love them. That's why there's so many get made, you know, but, I've, yeah. yeah, I've never been a fan. I don't know. I guess it's kind of light too i guess usually ipas aren't they i don't know what i'm talking about i'm way out of my realm uh, here nah, i don't know dude yeah i had a fellow who's a home brewer and he's on the crew here yeah. dude, he's awesome he was on the the first podcast i wasn't sure i was gonna release it but i guess i probably will just more content but <laughs> yeah it's, it's pretty rough like he was good and then uh tanner another fellow uh-huh. he was he was really good too and we we're using his equipment but like i just felt like i was just like uh okay uh okay you know like trying to like yeah. just keep the conversation rolling because i didn't want any pauses like yeah. i just like was worried there was gonna be like this dead air and we're just gonna be like mm. staring at <laughs> yeah <laughs> just like uh you gonna ask me something or should i ask you you know next question yeah that's what i thought i was gonna be so yeah. I, I was and i just got that tumor removed too so like my oh, shit. <laughs> dude my my body was still like a, a weird yeah. wave because my uh cortisol and and aldosterone some two hormones were like oh that's group. super intense yeah, like my having a tumor in it, that's a big deal. Dude, yeah, my blood pressure was super high all summer. Like oh, I, I couldn't come to work some days because I was like, I'm having trouble catching my breath. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stay home and chill. Yeah. Which sucks because it's like I don't even wanna get in my car because I don't know mm. if I might pass out, you know? That's so brutal. I'm just gonna sit here and drink water. That's brutal. <laughs> yeah. Like so it was like no caffeine all summer, which I it's fine, I can go without, but uh it was just like I got nothing else to do. Yeah. That's <laughs> That's one thing too, like going back to when we were talking about just like the regular people, you know, because like average person's overweight. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you just got a tumor removed. Still crushing the gym though. Trying. Yeah. Yeah. Trying. Like still like a, like a mile it crush. where you can, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And like to an average person, average being like the average American, you know, that's still crushing it. Whereas yeah. like maybe for your standard, not quite, but yeah, if you can get a tumor removed and then go to the gym like a couple weeks later, you know? still trying to get it like 
bro. Yeah, that's what I mean. What is your excuse, you know? Yeah, true. I thought maybe I was just dumb, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, what is your excuse? You can't, oh, I don't have the time. Sure, you got the time. Yeah, totally. Well, that's a good thing about Jocko. He talks about, like, yeah. 4.30 in the morning, no one's awake. No obligations. Yeah. That's why he's getting up that early, you know, get, get after it. Because then it's out of the way, you know? Yeah. And it's the same, like, I heard one thing today. I was listening to a, a book while I was running. Oh, yeah. And it was, this part of the book was talking about, like, meditation. I'm like, I'm not a big meditation guy. I don't really do it. Yeah, me either. I mean, maybe sometimes if I'm running, maybe that's it. Yeah. Maybe that counts. Or if I'm driving, like, I don't want to say I meditate while I drive. It's kind of dangerous. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just zone out for a while. But the the idea in the book that this guy had mentioned was, like, one breath. Like, you commit to one breath in and out, and you focus on it. Because everyone has time for one breath. You do yeah. it all the time. Yeah. And then that can, like, it's a, if you say, like, yeah, I'm going to commit to an hour of meditating a day, you're going to meditate for 45 minutes on day one and never again. Yeah. But everyone can commit to one breath and maybe two, maybe a thousand. Yeah, that's a good call, man. I, I think that's so kind of. Yeah, same thing with, like, working out. Like, you can commit to 10 minutes, whether yeah. it's, like, stretching or, like, going for like a little walk yeah everyone goes for a walk just walk a few extra steps you know take the stairs yeah you can commit take the stairs you can commit to just a little bit and it feeds into itself oh 100 percent, man like and just like you said those little things like i have a hard time not like trying to brag about my fitness but i have a hard time taking an elevator yeah you know like if i got stairs as an option where it sucks because some buildings don't even have it as an option it's only the fire escape yeah so it's like or if it's just way too many you know like going up to the 35th floor or something like that. I'd probably mm. just take the elevator because I got, I, got, I, got, I got shit to do. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I got shit to do. Yeah. Fucking 35 flights of stairs. Whew, that'd be good, man. Yeah. So I guess I didn't ask you earlier, but I, was structure fire out of the picture? Or I figured since You did uh, ask me earlier and we glossed over it. I completely yeah. ignored you. Yeah, I thought um. so. <laughs> one, one of the reasons why I was interested is because there's so many fire folks, wildland and structure, yeah. that, that play hockey, especially in, in yeah. Missoula. So it's like... Yeah, like... I, when I got here and was coaching that team I was telling you about earlier, yeah. the 13, 14-year-olds, um, for my advanced EMT, I had to do a ride-along, and I did it with Missoula Rural. Oh, yeah. And the captain on the truck, the day I went to do it, was his son. I was coaching his son in hockey. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, so it was like, that was just a super cool connection that we had off the rip, and like, yeah, we we did all kinds of stuff, did the EMT training, got a couple calls, all this, all that. And as far as structure fire goes, it's not that I wouldn't do it but i think i've kind of experienced it enough yeah Um, that's kind of hard to say because i haven't done more than but you know what you like right yeah kind of yeah because i did like the wildland fire and if i go back to wildland fire it's probably because i had to yeah like i i did it i kind of did what i wanted to do i got to repel like that was probably the it's the coolest experience of my entire life was getting to repel out of a Dude, helicopter. Which is awesome. 300 feet. Yeah. Man. Not too many people get to ride in a helicopter, let alone repel out of one. Dude. Yeah, like the soup for Sam and we were doing our repel training was like the first time those doors open, bags come out, you'll never forget it. Dude. And I remember doors fly open, bag goes out. And I blacked out and I was on the ground. Oh, really? I don't remember a single thing about Jeez. it. I was so nervous. Yeah, I'm on the so training, scared. right? Yeah, it was like the training was, I mean, it was intense. Because they hammer you, right? I mean, you do a ton of rappels off the tower, right, before you ever get yeah, a chance there's, to. there's a bunch of rappels off the tower, and we start with the, the ground sim. Yeah. Well, not even that, dude. We start with the A-frame, which is 
like a swing set with a rope on it. Oh, really? Yeah, so you learn like all the motions, then you go in the helicopter, you like learn the sequence and all the hand motions and whatever, or yeah, hand yeah. signals. Jump then up. you get to the tower, and the tower is like the first time you do it, first few times you're nervous about it, then you get excited about it. Yeah, yeah. And then the helicopter turns on, and you're like, oh, shit. Loud as hell. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. all right, like I've done this before. Yeah. It wasn't out of the helicopter, but I've done it, you know? Yeah. Did you guys have like winds? Like were there certain like... Uh, parameters for your first rappel for like winds or um, yeah I don't know if they were but the jumping's the same thing that's why I was wondering if it was too windy like wouldn't do it yep same um, probably just like wait for a little while for the weather to pass and then then go do it because the first one first rappel is like less than 50 feet it's like funny low oh really that's yeah, wild. It's funny out of the helicopter at least yeah. um, it's funny how low it is so you do that one get it out of the way and like, then you started to do like the higher, you have to do one rappel, like out of every seat. Um, you got to do the 300 foot rappel and then the ETO, which is emergency tie off. Two, 300 feet. That's a, that's a long, that's rappel, as long dude. as it gets. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, then you, yeah, you do the, the emergency tie off procedure and then like, it's pretty much it. Oh like, yeah. It's super, there's only one way to do it. And if you don't do it that way, it's completely wrong. Yeah. So it's like super simple and easy, but I think it's good that it's that way so it's like not too complicated where you can start messing up dude same like yeah, yeah. jumpers have like you know they, especially depending where you're at for rookie training but mm -hmm. like it's all at least from my experience it's all like this is how we do this, this is how we do this yeah and you better do it the same like you pair, you just pair it back you know yeah. and then they hammer you enough times where it's like you're not even thinking you know you go through the motions like you, you hook up you know and it's like nothing like kind of same deal like i didn't black out but like like next thing you know i'm in the door next thing you know i'm outside the plane and i remember like and the reason why i was asking you because like about the wind is because I remember the first jump. I don't think we got to jump that day because the wind was too much. But mm. I'm sitting in my jumpsuit, and the movies, even the movies, make the jumpsuit look a little cooler. But once you <laughs> see it, it's like, you know, they get this big yeah, marshmallow. It was rad, dude. <laughs> yeah, it was a big, you know, big collar around your head. Yeah, and you're just all puffed out like a big old marshmallow. And, mm -hmm. and so I'm like standing with my rookie bros, only two of us, and we're like kind of waiting for the signal. And then we get waved off. And you're like, oh man, but nervous, you know, like yeah. super nervous. And then, you know, then we finally went. It was kind of the same experience. Like, I remember it, but I remember, like, uh, kind of still at that time when I was in the plane, loud as hell. And I was, yeah, like, dude. I was like, oh, geez, oh, geez. You know, like, ah, man, I don't want to freeze in the door. I want to, you know, I was, like, worried about, like, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then, like, the cadence goes, slap you on the leg, gone. Yeah. You know, like. And, like, you take that and you go back to, like, structure fire. Like, how much cooler can it actually get? Like, how much. How much more exciting, how much more fun can it actually get? Yeah, true. I don't know. I don't know either. I, I don't know. Depending on what department you're on and stuff, you yeah. know? Like, here, especially in Missoula, it seems like newer housing, you know? Like, yeah, it don't I mean, seem like it on the seems, fires. It seems, yeah, it seems pretty chill. And chill as in, like, the call volume's not incredibly high. Yeah, it's um, not killing And you. you're not going to murders and all kinds of crazy medical calls. You're going to... Mostly just like people are having a bad day. I mean, someone's having like a stroke or whatever. Old person can't get out of bed. Yeah, yeah, we had a few or of like those. A, a car accident. You know, yeah. Like even still, like speed limit thirty five. There's not that many crazy say. car accidents here. Yeah, the uh, the car accidents I went on were like in Great Falls because the Great Falls Fire Department. Oh, I think we're gonna shut off again. Oh no. Oh. Well, it looks like it's still alive. Let me. Uh, maybe it's close. Yeah, let me take a peek at that. Might Boy. be wrapping this up. Right so on. Last battery I have. Oh, there you good go. Call. Good call. Uh, dude. Yeah. I would have forgot for sure. <laughs> well, 
good news is we're about two and a half in with a few technical difficulties. Mm, it happens. Yeah. What were we talking about? Oh, just that structure. So, yeah, yeah. I, uh, man, I don't know. Like, when I did structure, it was way harder on my Crohn's than I expected. Mm-hmm. So that was, you know, the reason why I didn't stay with structure. But like, it is different, though. Like, I didn't know. I mean, I talked to a few folks who had done both. Yeah. And most, it sounded like most guys were pretty happy with their decision to go. So I could actually give him a shout out, but Justin is doing like a almost like a, a beer leaguer podcast kind of show. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it's super cool. And his uh, his logo is awesome, man. I, oh, uh, you were talking to him in the locker room about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was picking his brain on, dude. So, yeah, I'd, I'd like to. We we're talking about like maybe doing a collab, and I'll, you know, wish I could name drop him, but I can't. I don't remember enough about it. You yeah. know. Oh, so, well. Yeah, yeah. Down the road. Yeah, it'll happen eventually. I'm yeah. sure another hockey guy will sit here at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Well, shoot, man. I mean, I think probably had it down to like 220, but that's a pretty long podcast. Oh, was that it? Yeah, I think so. Downtime? Yeah, because we got like 240 in, but. Right on. Yeah, it was about 15 minutes of waiting for the GoPro to charge. Shit. Word. Yeah, well, shoot, man. I really appreciate you coming on, dude. Yeah. Appreciate you coming and playing hockey with me because that was a ton. Yeah, it was fun. And, uh,. Yeah, man. Hopefully, some people get something out of this podcast, man. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> yeah. yeah, either way, man. I just appreciate everybody bold watching. Bold to say, like, yeah, listen to me because I know exactly what I'm talking about all the time. Yeah, no, we're just a bunch of not couple. a whole lot of profound things I have to say all the time. No, dude, me either. Just some <laughs> yeah. average Joes, you know, <laughs> like yeah, below average at hockey, below average at most things, but yeah, average in most ways, more ways than one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's well put. We'll end it there, man. Well, appreciate you coming on, and uh, we'll have to do it again. Yeah, dude, appreciate it. Thanks, man. Yeah.